0: One, zero, buffering. Hi, thanks for another, thanks another. for another, yeah, <laughs> thanks for another edition, but also thanks for joining us for another edition of Chronic Conversations. My name is Jerry Anderson, a.k.a. Jerry Leonard. Uh, I'll be talking about my guest in a minute. First, let me introduce my beautiful wife and co-host, Jen. Say hello, Jen. Hello, Jen. <laughs> she uh be right here next to me tonight, and uh, I'm going to talk about uh, a place and. Chip, I don't know if you guys do this or not, but some of my sponsors are just uh, products I believe in. I'm not getting any monetary value or something like that. This is one of yes. them. I believe in the people behind it, and, and, and these are people that put out a good products. So let me talk to you a minute about Not Bad Creations. Um, it's for all your paracord needs. They make jewelry, watches, uh, motorcycle get backs, whips, dog collars for dogs or date night, your preference. And even created a bellow bin for a monkey, whatever that is. So it sounds like they can make just about anything you need. They have great po- products. And like I said, they're made by great people. You can look them up on Facebook as well as links on the Chronic Conversations timeline for prices and more info. Again, that's not bad creations um, for all your paracord needs. Uh, my guest today, my friend, my mentor, uh, my brother, uh My enemy, my everything. Uh, He is from Movement Radio. He is a former pro wrestler. He is a current pro wrestler. He is a podcast host. And I would like to introduce from Movement Radio, Chip Brown, a.k.a. Chip Hazard. Man, thanks for joining me so much. Salute. How's, uh, How's the world been treating you? Well, the world's a crazy place. It's been treating me good, but my old... My old brain don't don't accept that sometimes, and it be feeling bad. But I, I'm feeling really good and excited right now to talk to you. How are you feeling tonight?
1: How's your holidays been so far? Holidays have been great. I've uh, been on vacation for the last two weeks. Uh, nice, some much much needed mental health days. So I, I know how you feel there. Uh, uh, more importantly, man, I'm just glad to see your smiling face. Thanks, brother.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you joining me. And there's I actually. You know what's weird is when I first started doing this, um, first let me let me preface this by saying that there's a lot of people I owe a lot of gratitude for. A lot of people who supported me were there for me in some kind of role from um, your host partner Talon to, to to people I could go on and on, but i would afraid I'd miss too many people, so I'm just going to cut it real short, uh, uh, but I want to tell people that especially in getting this started, you were a key element in there being a chronic conversations and me being able to put out at least somewhat of a quality product. Uh, So I want to thank you for that real quick. Um, How, uh, How did you get started in podcasting? What, what made you decide
1: to go this way? Man. So Talon and I had talked about it for years, man, we need to do a podcast, man. We need to do a podcast. And honestly um didn't know how to do it. Right. Uh so I started doing some research. Uh I bought a tablet, uh just a, a Samsung like tab A Pro, uh, and bought this this little bitty mic that plugged into the USB. And that was what our first podcast were on. Yeah. Uh and it i mean it was fun we did it we worked together at the time uh so we would take our lunch we'd go do a podcast uh right. and then we'd come back um but man it just it spiraled from there and we're now 244 episodes in uh let me let me double check that yeah 244 episodes in nice. uh um, we just hit we bumped over into our third year. So we started um, 2019, August of 2019. Congratulations. Uh, so we just bumped over into that that three-year mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, honestly, I haven't looked back since. It, it was something that helped me mentally through the pandemic because I was able to right. talk. I, I was able to talk to people and everything. Connect. Yeah so uh it, it was definitely a mental health helper uh but on top of that it, it's just so much fun to be able to do the research on on these things because we're not just a like a, a one one hit pony right. per say you're not a uh, niche
0: podcast at all you're you're more like me you're very uh, broad in your appeal and, and that's one of the things I want to jump to just real quick while you're at this part is um you cover several different genres from sports to paranormal to like you name it if you if there's an interest out there more than likely people are going to find it on one of your episodes correct uh. topics and bringing it more niche which one of those niche topics
1: is your favorite to cover oh man um I don't know. It's hard to say because all your <laughs> I a bunch of babies. Well, yeah, but I also I, I, I really do love it all. Um, like the we just wrapped up on our haunting of episodes where we took and we hit um, all 50 states and talked about some of the, the most haunted places in each of those states. And we included D.C. in that as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so it was 51 episodes total, uh, but it was so, so interesting to get into that because you're, you're doing the research and everything you're learning more about stuff. Like, um, one of the things that I learned when we did the hauntings of Tennessee episode, there's a, um, a graveyard that's literally three minutes from my house. Yeah. And it's on the list of one of the most haunted places in the entire state of Tennessee. Oh, wow. That's- yeah, and I've I've lived in this house for 34, 35 years. Uh-huh. Uh, and I mean, I drive past this cemetery every day and never knew that it was one of the most haunted places in the entire state. Wow. And
0: yeah. <coughs> that's a great thing <coughs> to me because one thing you notice is locally (laughs) you tend to overlook a lot more things than you would versus like you're going on vacation somewhere (coughs) and and you're specifically looking for those types of things. Like there's so many great things to do right here in the Chattanooga area, the tri-state area that, that probably need to be explored that I forget about from restaurants to,
1: to things like that. Um, Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, just, uh, just across the state line into, to Georgia, there's a little diner that uh i pass uh, a couple times a week going to my in-laws house it's called rory's grill yep Roy's they, i have not been there yet but i've been dying to go see that was the thing that i was going to say uh they were just on the news um two days ago yesterday and i was like you know what i've never eaten there i i put that on my list that's one yeah. of the places in 2022 that yes. i'm gonna go eat at because it, it's always been there, and you know they were giving rave reviews on the news, and I was like, okay, that's a place to check out.
0: I've always had a thing for old diner style places like that. Anyway, Um any new town, I'm looking for a hole in the wall, but especially if they have, you know, some kind of hole in the wall diner, especially that that kind of history. Because do you do you know exactly
1: when they started by any chance? Um, I don't. I know it's it's been there. All my life that I can remember. 30 plus
0: years at least, right? It's kind of like bees. another place that people listening may or may not know about Mm. if they're not local, but uh, another great local place, bees. A lot of these places you hear us talk about, too, are places (laughs) that, uh, because pro wrestlers like to eat. (laughs) So (laughs) when we get together, one of the things we really like to do is get together and eat. So so if you hear us talking about a place, more than likely, if you you go there, if you're a pro wrestling fan, you're probably going to find a couple wrestlers there. Uh, especially the Waffle House uh, after a show. Go,
1: go to your closest Waffle House if you want to get some autographs. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, I mean, there's not many other places that are open at 12, 1 o'clock in the morning when you're driving home from a town that's two or three hours away. So if you want to eat, you got to find yeah. a, a Waffle House or hope that there's like a McDonald's drive-through open. Yeah. A lot of
0: guys are like me. Like I won't. I won't. I, I'll get enough nutrition in me to, you know, sustain myself for the day. But I, I don't really eat, per se, on wrestling day. It's always afterwards. But then afterwards, you've exerted all that energy and everything, and you're coming down from that adrenaline, and you're just fucking starving. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And and, and situations like that, man, you know, your local Waffle House can be a lifesaver because uh, back in the day, like, maybe Crystals was open, and there's a couple other places, but you don't want to fill up on that after a show, you know. you, you, no, you want you're going to have, have- – yeah, yeah.
1: You you, you need a, uh, 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 like almost a hangover cure. A good place like a waffle house. Almost, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you one place that you guys should check out. Um, have you ever been to Mount Airy, North Carolina?
0: No, no. North Carolina is a place definitely on my list to go, though.
1: Okay, so um, there's a there's a place called Mount Airy, North Carolina, uh, and it's the the town itself is what Andy Griffith based Mayberry off of oh,
0: uh, that's cool. it, yeah. so
1: his, his childhood home is actually there uh-huh. and you can use it like you can sleep in his childhood home. They've um, it, it's not been updated per se. I mean, they've, you know, fixed the exterior and everything and logically. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. But the technology of everything is not there, but there's a place called the bluebird cafe. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Tal and Talon, Jesse, and I went to a wrestling show in Mount Airy, and we stopped. We went through the, like the Andy Griffith Museum, right. and right right next to that, they have um, the Siamese Twins Museum. <coughs> um, and I think it's like for ten or fifteen dollars, you can go through both of the museums, mm-hmm. and it's real interesting. Uh, but then you know you want to get something to eat. So we went downtown and downtown is set up just like Mayberry. Like they have the, the Bluebird Cafe, crazy, the yeah. the barbershop, <laughs> the jail, and all of it is there. And you can tour all of that stuff and you can eat at the Bluebird Cafe. Uh I think it's called the Bluebird Diner. Um my my memory isn't so so good. We've been it hitting close. it a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: It's forgiven.
1: <laughs> um but it's definitely a place that you should go. Uh, definitely. real nice people, I definitely would recommend that one.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely like to try uh, uh that one out. Um, is there any places in the Chattanooga area? Like, I've been finding places lately that I didn't know exist. Do you ever still find places locally that you never knew exist? That
1: all the time, I'll just be driving, crazy? yeah, I'll just be driving down the road somewhere and I'll be like, Oh, I think I heard of that place once, but I've never been there, I didn't know where it was. And then you pull in, grab something to eat or whatnot, and go on about your day. So, yeah, uh, one of my favorite local places to eat is at uh, Aretha Frankenstein's. Uh, I love the
0: name of that. I, I'll be scrolling through Facebook, and they'll have such fascinating names in it, and at least uh, aesthetics to the place. I don't know how the food is, but there's one called Zombie Taco, and I was like, well, shit, I love zombies and tacos. You know, what a great combination. Right. Uh, who would have
1: thought? Um now, if you go to Aretha Frankenstein's, uh, be prepared to wait a little while for your food because it's all like the, the place is usually packed and it's mm-hmm. all made to order. So, right. you know, you're going to wait a minute, but it's it's worth it. Um, yeah. And you can actually buy their pancake mix at Food City locally and yeah. the best pancakes in the not, world, not canceled, I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of
1: expensive. Yeah. So it's 4 or $5 a box for the pancake mix. Right. But it's the only. Nice pancake yeah, it's the only pancake mix I buy anymore. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah,
0: I like some pancakes. Um, speaking of breakfast foods, what's your uh, favorite place to have breakfast at? Because really, it's one of my favorite meals of the day. Um, a lot of times, evening, I'll have that. If, if we go to a cracker barrel, that's what I'll have a lot of times. Um is there any certain restaurant or place that just really makes it the way you like it that resonates with you?
1: Man, I I, I tell you, it's it's hard to beat the all-star special at the Waffle House. It really is. Uh go to, yeah. Yeah. Anytime we go uh on vacation out of town or whatnot, uh we always go there because um the boys eat good there. Mm-hmm. Uh and I mean you 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 get a lot of food for a little bit of money and it's well right. worth it. So
0: everybody leaves full. Yeah. I'll, my, my go-to is pretty similar. It's just minus the waffle. It's the two egg, but a place I really like going to, and it's because there's not really a lot close by me anyway, is Denny's. I don't know if they still have it, but they had this skillet breakfast that had chorizo sausages. The first place I ever had chorizo was at Denny's. Oh, Chorizo. There's Shoney's buffet. Yeah. Shoney's buffet. That's, talk about some stuff in the past I've seen on Facebook there's a remember Chattanooga page and that's one of the things I remember growing up that was one of the first
1: buffet situations with that Shoney's buffet right get as much
0: bacon as you want as much sausage as you want
1: like yeah I used to love that and I'm so sad that they've taken most of the Shoney's out um and shut them down and then um I'm gonna date myself here for a minute, but do you remember yeah. Stacy's? What is that again? Stacy's. Stacy's. Uh, so it's what became Ryan's.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I remember. You know what I do remember is a place similar to it called Bonanza. Yes. And and then I think that was similar to Stacy's, right? Yes. Along the same. Okay. Okay. I think I do remember.
1: Yeah. Um. But you know then they all the Ryans uh steakhouse is shut down. Um, man, I think the only golden corral around my location is in Fort O now, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not that far from
0: us, but yeah it's it's not it's yeah it's it's one of those crazy things some of those old places, or even I saw one that always strikes my memory. as the first place that's, it got me on the road to one of my favorite place things to get anywhere if it's not breakfast and sometimes with breakfast is a country fried steak. Oh yeah. And there was this place called Po' folks. I haven't
1: heard of that one.
0: It, they, they had like po' boy sandwiches, like these fish or shrimp sandwiches and, and like they'd have country fried steak. And it, it seemed, it seemed as an adult now looking back, some kind of mix between maybe a, a New Orleans Southern top cuisine. Okay. But in, in a sit down restaurant type of place and they don't have a lot of
1: places like that in general anymore no uh and and then you know i mean we're two years in but i mean the pandemic really killed off a lot of those good like Mm -hmm. mom and pop kind of restaurants that you wouldn't you know if you didn't live in that town you wouldn't really know about it but they're some of the best eaten that you can ever get
0: yeah yeah yeah, it's, oh man, uh, and jumping back, uh, no good segue, but I wanted to cover while we we're talking about paranormal things and, yeah. and ghosts, have you ever had any kind of paranormal experiences from Bigfoot to UFOs to ghosts to anything just out of the, any kind I, of
1: experiences? I, no, I never have. Um, and it, it, it's funny because I'm so interested in that stuff, but I'm, somewhat of a skeptic as you can say because i've never had that experience i know right. people who who have said they've had experiences or, or whatnot mm-hmm. that i i 100 trust and believe right, right. that they had that experience yeah. but i never have so i i'm not positive <laughs> uh if if ghosts are real or whatnot you know what i mean right it's well, one of even, those I've had some experiences
0: and even having those experiences, I'm still somewhat of a skeptic. I don't believe that sometimes paranormal versus science are two separate things. I believe there are, some things are out of the normal. To me, that's what paranormal things, just things that are out of the normal. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be as, you know, pomp and circumstance as a... UFO or a Bigfoot or something like that, you know, it can be everyday things that you just simply can't explain. Like that's weird yeah. type of thing. And, and I've had, I've had several experiences like that and it makes me curious and makes me want to search out and find really the truth, whether, you know, it leads down a scientific path or there's an easy explanation or not. I think that's the cool thing about paranormal research is, is is that trying to kind of prove to yourself more than anybody else what you think about it
1: right would you consider deja vu a, a paranormal activity so this is gonna sound weird this one
0: would be if i heard somebody telling me this story i think they're full of shit so it's one of those type of stories mm-hmm. um i've had a few experiences for me personally what resonates with me is is deja vu kind of almost being a Premonition. So I've had a couple of things where I've had very specific dreams and sometimes I've had very foggy dreams that led to me being in situations to where I think back to that dream and I'm like, I've experienced this in a dream before. Mm-hmm. So one of the experiences That's and and the most profound, well, it's it, I think deja vu is just living an experience you feel like you've lived before. Lived before, but for mine, it's just something I've dreamed before. So you're having premonition. Yeah, it's oh, a premonition, right? Right. Well, I, I've experienced it in my mind before, so it feels familiar to me. Sure. is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just that it's a familiar feeling, and that was when I was uh, boxing in high school, and I had a dream that night that I that how I won, you know, pretty close at the time, the round, everything, and didn't think anything about it until well after it happened, and I was looking back on it. And, and, and I remember feeling in the moment, like, this is so weird. Like, I feel like this has happened before, like everything was like in a wreck, like everything slowed down and everything was just so familiar for a moment. It was like, I was aware of the situation and I was somebody watching it more than I was in the situation. And then after it happened, it was like, all caught up to me. It's like, okay, that's, that's a really weird type of thing.
1: Right. So it's, uh, yeah. It's that's one of those things that I've always wondered, um, about deja vu is it so my mom uh was was a huge believer in reincarnation uh and that you have a purpose on this earth and if you don't fulfill that that destiny that purpose then you you get to come back and try again um and she would always tell me that deja vu is an instance that happened in a previous life Yes, uh, that you get to like you see it again, right. and it's almost like okay, I've done this already. Mm-hmm. We need to go a different route, right? Yeah.
0: Do Do you think the universe, whatever Buddha, Tom Cruise, there, there's some kind of signs out there that if if we're in 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 tune to that type of thing, that that kind of do you feel led? Do you ever feel led like on a
1: path or, or, or you see what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's weird because I, I, I do, I, I guess maybe it was the way I was brought up or whatnot, but I, I, I do feel like, like each, each step of the way is a step we're supposed to take and mm-hmm. we just don't know it until after the fact. Right. Um, like uh, I think it was Jen the other day had posted something on Facebook Mm -hmm. uh, about if you could go back and relive or change something in your life, would you? And my answer to that question is always never because without those experiences, I don't become the person that I am today. Uh, you know whether they be good or bad experiences. Uh, without living through that, I am not who I am today at all. I mean, part of this show
0: is is having conversations about people's experiences that they've made it through on the other side, and by having those experiences and having kind of a roadmap, they can help, um, if nothing else, show people they're not alone with some of the things that they're feeling and and dealing with, and that there is. Uh, further than the path that, that most of these emotions, thoughts that everything on earth is temporary, right? Right. So unfortunately, if you could look at it from a negative side, maybe and be like, well, that means all good things coming to an end. Yes, but it also means all bad things coming to an coming to an end. And when you stop, kind of one of the things I'm trying to do in my life is just stop judging experiences. Period. As as good, bad, negative, positive, and just it is what it is. And either it's a learning experience or it's something I needed for my life, whether it was positive. Or what people would probably consider negative or a bad experience, it, it's simply learning experience, right?
1: I mean, undefeated
0: oh. fighters, undefeated teams. When you hear them talk about their greatest lessons, it always comes at a loss.
1: Yes. Yes. So, uh, and and I I I one hundred percent believe that. Like, uh, is as weird as it's gonna sound. My mom was my best friend, mm-hmm. uh, but one of one of the lessons one of the, the biggest lessons I learned uh was when she passed away uh, right. and it was one of those like I never thought in a million years that I would be able to even though I'm married have kids that I would be able to make it in this world without my mom right uh, and and her passing away It it was kind of a slap in the face like, look, you got to grow up and do this on your own. You have a family that you have to take care of. Right. Because I guess in, in some ways,
0: because what especially kids don't realize what we don't realize is when you're kids, when you're grown up, you're still just a kid. You're still trying to figure shit out. Uh, yep. When you're a teenager, you feel like you've got it all figured out. And when you're I age, you figure out you don't know shit. And then you get even older and figure out, you know, even less shit than you thought you knew. Right. Correct. And That's that's sort of what you got to come to terms with. I feel like when you lose a parent is OK. I, I'm, I'm that person now and that that doesn't come to fruition, I don't think, for most people, as definite as it does for people who's who, who's lost a parent. Right.
1: Correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can move out and your parent be still alive and all, all you have to do is pick up the phone and call them. And any question that you have, they've got an answer to because, you know, as we're growing up, you know, we go through these stages and, you know, until we're like maybe a teenager, it's, you know, our parents are our favorite people in the world. Uh, then when you hit them teenage years, you fucking know everything. Yeah,
0: because
1: really you really know, just started
0: figuring stuff out, so you're you get a little cocky, right? Like right. you are figuring things out, you are becoming more mature. So, yeah. <coughs> uh,
1: and then when you become an adult, you know, uh, and I don't even consider adult at the age of eighteen. I'm talking like twenty five. Cognitively, yeah. yes, twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know that's I I, I consider. You know, you get that extra uh, deduction on your car insurance and stuff. That's when you've really become an adult. What
0: people don't know, too, and, and I'm I'm way too dumb and layman to remember what it's called. But there's a part of your brain uh, that that uh, is a co- very cognitive part that doesn't even fully form until you're like 25 years old. Right. I, so I, they, I know what
1: you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. It's the, that
0: barrier. you know, when you're a kid, you know, you live forever. Twenty five, I think. That point to where you're like, okay, I gotta make decisions based on life being temporary and not, yeah, it goes on forever. So you have more forethought, I feel like, or you think more about consequences to actions and things.
1: Correct. Yeah. You know, so at, at that point, you know, many adults uh, move out of their parents' houses and move mm-hmm. in their own, but there's always that that lifeline back to their parents. You know, if mm-hmm. you have a question and it just it's something simple hey mom i'm trying to cook rice um how long should i let the water boil for it you know something simple and they're like oh you know uh you let it boil till it bubbles whatnot and and you're good mm-hmm. uh but for the ones of us who have lost that parent it's now we don't have that lifeline right you have to I mean for, for lack of a better term, you have to figure shit out yourself. You have to go you inside to yourself.
0: Out. You figure out where yep. your your parents were trying to point you all along, which is inside yourself.
1: Yep. And it takes sometimes we need to be forced into that situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh and, and as shitty as it sounds, like I I feel my heart goes out to anybody who lost a parent, but you mm-hmm. you honestly don't know what living is until you've lost a parent. Because you always had that lifeline, uh, you know. If if you're living in an apartment and you don't have money to pay your lease or whatnot, you can always go back home. You but, need a meal. Mm-hmm.
0: You're hungry. You you know you're you know, know.
1: little short on the lots. Any any lo-
0: You had a bad day.
1: You had a bad day. Yep. Yeah. But there's there's so many times over the last five years where I've picked up my phone because I still have my mom's number in my phone mm-hmm. and I've picked up my phone and gone to call her and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I, I can't do that. I've got to figure this out. Uh And it's, it's, it's shitty. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Uh, but Uh I've it, been blessed enough makes-
0: not to have to deal with that yet, but yeah, it's, it's one of the things that terrifies me just about as much as anything is, is cause I know it's a process, you know, I know, I know, I know I've gone through some shit and I know I'll get through it, but it's that it's a different shit, you know, and you
1: got to learn all over again. Uh, man, I'm telling you, it was, it was the hardest thing I think I've ever had to go through. Uh, and I i dread when uh, my stepdad, you know, he's 81 and uh, you know, I dread that he lives here with us and everything and the boys that's their grandfather they love him i mean they every morning they're in there they eat breakfast with him and everything like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do
0: that's that's the hardest part too when you have kids really is because it's one thing taking something on but trying to explain something to a kid uh, enough a way for them to understand but hurt them as least as possible too just as yeah. One of those things when they say it hurts me more as a parent than it does you, it's just one of those things you don't really understand, so you've you've had to do it, and I've had to explain to some kids they've lost parents and grandparents, yeah. and it's one of the hardest things I've ever done.
1: No, it, it is, uh, and I'll tell you one of the coolest things that has happened recently. Uh, Grayson, my oldest, um, he was six weeks old when my mom passed, so he never really knew her. Right. But uh, my mom was cremated, and we have a china cabinet. Uh, with a Bradford Exchange Elvis Village mm-hmm. in it, uh,
0: saw Jessica's post about this.
1: Yeah, and uh, anytime anybody comes over to the house, it just out of the blue, he's he tells them, "Hey, come here, let me show you something. My nanny is right there." Uh, and like I said, he he knew her for six weeks, and he but that's right. not really anything. And uh, just it's it's crazy how like stuff like that happens yeah, totally. and he's like, he's like, that's my nanny right there. And his cousins came over yesterday and he was telling them and they were all looking like he had, you know, 10 heads or whatnot. What the hell is he yeah. talking about? Right. And, uh, you know, we tried to explain it to him the best we could, but you know, they're still kids, so they don't
0: know. Right. Plus we become desensitized as we grow older because we numb ourselves to, to certain emotions and feelings and vibes because it's, it's easier to do, Yeah. Um, but kids, they just have something different. And two quick stories. One, my daughter, after my grand died, um, she had to be three or four, but said that a uh, grand had come to visit her. And I thought, Oh, sweet. She had a dream about her grand. And she goes, she goes, but she was different. I said, how was she different? She said, she didn't have glasses no more. And I thought how, funny that that's the thing that this child picked up on is that she doesn't have to wear glasses anymore. And I thought, why would she pick up on that? I thought, why would she not have glasses? Why wouldn't she recognize where she was? And I thought, she doesn't need glasses anymore. And I thought, oh shit. Exactly. Then it gave me chills and I, and I thought about it. And then yeah, I, just, I
1: just got goosebumps right now. Like yeah, you're telling me that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got them. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. And,
0: and then our grandson, um, Cade Man, he, oh God, like he's never really met his grandmother either, but he'll carry her little heart thing, he'll of carry her little heart thing around of ashes and not even knowing, like you said, we'll point to the like, Grandma, Grandma, yeah. and then the, he would, He would. yeah, he'd look over up here uh, towards the roof a little bit and point, point, we'd be like, what, what? And he'd go, that's Grandma, that's Grandma. Hey and wave hey grandma it's just like it's like oh god you just wonder it's like if i could jump in his mind and his body and just experience what he's experiencing for two seconds or remember because i'm sure we had experiences like that as kids too that we've just blocked out don't remember or whatever
1: man i i I heard this thing the other day uh and it's so crazy to think so so what if when you you die you, you always hear about the light at the end of the tunnel mm. so what if that light at the end of the tunnel is the train no what if it? <laughs> what if it's you being reborn and coming out and the reason that you're crying is because you remember everything but you right. can't tell anybody about it right and then you know as you get older you start to forget that stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's like you know because if you Ask a kid, what what is the key to happiness? They'll always tell you, you know, but I can't yeah. tell you. Yeah. You know, but I can't tell you. Yeah. And then when they reach a certain age, they're like, you know, if you ask them, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's because they forgot all that stuff. And isn't it, and and isn't it
0: weird that maybe you're, you're more one with the universe, God, whatever, at that time? Because isn't that basically what... Um, Whether you're a Christian and and Jesus says, I am the great I am, he who resides in me, it's in me. Every religion says it's in you. So maybe all this time we're looking somewhere for a person or a thing that's really inside us. And this whole time, the universe, we just lose that connection that we remember it's all inside of us. and, And that really, when we're looking for ourselves or trying to become ourselves, really what we're trying to do is cut away the things that aren't so we can turn back to that connection with consciousness, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I agree 100% on that. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you start, you get our age, You start thinking about more and more. And I saw a, uh, uh, a, a, a film, uh, not TV series, short, you know, these short lived TV series now, they're like seven to 10 episodes and it's yeah. only one season. It's, it's called men on mass on Netflix. Okay, yeah, they call them limited series. Limited, yeah, limited series. But this has probably the best and most philosophical and thought-provoking death scene I've ever seen in my life. So if you get the chance, at the heart, it's a horror movie, but it's so much more. It's so well-written. It's a super well-written piece that just happens to culminate in a and in, in some horrific things, I'll put it okay. like that. It's really, I hate to call it a horror movie because then it makes it like a slasher or nightmare on Elm Street, and it's not. This thing is Shakespeare, okay? okay. So if anybody's out there watching, you get a chance, uh, and you don't mind to be mind fucked just a little bit, mm-hmm. then give them a Mass a chance, and uh, it's definitely going to make you do some And you late not thinking. Yeah, is is there anything out there right now that you're really paying attention to or watching that caught your attention
1: man i i've been listening to this podcast called bible mysteries mm-hmm. um and it's uh have you ever heard of the nephilim i think so that sounds really familiar <clears throat> okay so uh from nephilim. what i understand and I, I don't know a whole lot about it mm-hmm. um but the the nephilim are um angels that have left heaven and come okay, to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so I've been, I've been, really, I just didn't know how to pronounce that word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I've been really, really interested in this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's so good, but it's it's one of those thought provokers. Um, and it starts off with like the creation and, and where Lucifer himself came from. Uh, and, you know, then it goes on. And each episode is about, 30 35 minutes, yeah. um, and you know, it, it talks about you got the creation, and then you got the idea that there's three heavens. Have you ever heard this? I, I've heard many variations
0: of that, yes, anywhere from three to seven,
1: yeah. Um, well, so the, the way that the, the guy in the podcast describes it is, is there's, there's three heavens. Uh, and the first heaven is, is our sky mm-hmm. is where the birds live. Right. And then, uh, second heaven is outer space. Right. Uh, and then third heaven is where God's throne is, which, mm-hmm. where Jesus resides. Uh, and at, in the end times, third heaven becomes earth and you have, uh, earth. yeah, it will third earth. Right. Uh, Per se, because first earth was created for all the the angels to live.
0: Mm-hmm. And they
1: had cities kind of like we do and everything. And the highest ranking angel was actually Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, So it, it went God and then Lucifer. He was like second in command. Right. Of everything. And he um, God's most beautiful angel. Mm hmm. Angel of yeah, light. He, he was actually a, a cherub is yeah. what they describe him as. Wasn't um, he also like a minstrel, didn't he? Yeah. Musician for, for God? Yes. Um, and and he had all the power that God had except for the power to create. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wanted that power. And so he tricked a third of all the angels mm-hmm. into to following him. And then you have this great war Uh, Between the angels, and God, and and Lucifer. Um, And so that was the the first time that the earth was destroyed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we're now on, per se, second earth.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they do say third time's a charm. So I feel like that could be all lining up pretty good there.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, in the book of Revelations, it says that, you know, when when he comes back, uh, before he comes back, there'll be seven years of peace. Yeah. Um, But in that time, uh, the archangel Michael comes back and purges the entire world of evil. Uh, he has a huge battle with Lucy. You reckon he needs
0: any help with that? Because that sounds like a great fucking time to me. Like I'd really like to join up with him and do some purging. <laughs> uh, right. Or can I hand uh, him a list? At least you think maybe just like, <laughs> hey, bro.
1: Bruh. Hey, hey, bro. Bruh, can you help? Can you help? While me you're me while you're thing? out there, I mean, you're already purging, so it's mm-hmm. not going to be that big a deal. I don't feel like to uh, hit him it, off the list. Yeah, and so the part that I'm at now is. Um, Michael and Lucifer have this big battle and um, Michael wins and sends Lucifer off into the void uh, okay. and he's in the void for seven years. So that's where our seven years of peace happen. And in that time, okay. uh, God creates third earth and his throne is actually brought down to earth and he'll sit a high on the mountain and that mountain is in Jerusalem yeah so, so uh, but,
0: sand Mountain because I'm pretty sure a few people there think it's gonna be there
1: um you, you know no, nah, I don't think so no, okay not, no yeah uh, right. I've heard rumor now yeah it, no, it's okay. false. and then there's this um this blog I've been reading uh and it's so growing up, we were always told that the world is the world as we know it, and there's there seven go. continents, right? Right. Um, well, what if that's not true? Right. There, um, there's a scientist that um, his name escapes me, uh, but he has wrote several books, and he goes to uh, Antarctica to to do some searching because that's one of the least searched uh, continents that we have. Yeah, and he says that once you get so far into Antarctica and down to the South pole, there are other continents that we, we've never seen or explored. Right. Uh, And there are worlds. There's, there's land of great technology. Right. Uh, And he suggests that going, going backwards for a minute, UFOs, actually come from there they're already here right uh, and then there's other continents the where other
0: things they've seen it's been coming from ocean right I mean lately that's we literally right. has
1: things uh, and then there are other other lands uh, aside from the one of great technology uh, mm-hmm. that still have like the dinosaurs and dragons and stuff like of, of medieval times that we all hear about mm-hmm. you know uh, and it, it's, it's been really, really interesting. Uh, again, one of those mind openers and I'm all about stuff like that. That, that just makes you think like, what if, if could that be true? Like absolutely. I, I need to get on a plane and go check this out. Right. You know, and along
0: I mean, those same lines, have you heard about them getting that conglomerate of the camera, theologians or religious leaders, together for NASA to basically discuss with them how they thought society might react to them telling
1: people they're aliens. Have you heard anything about that yet? I have heard about that. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I, so as, as skeptical as I am about paranormal, I do believe there are other life forms. It's mm-hmm. just, just not possible that we're the only form of life in this big-ass universe, right. universe. Yeah. Uh You know, I mean, there's billions and billions of planets. Uh And, I mean, the Milky Way galaxy is just a small portion. Such of, a, a pinhead in the overall scheme of things. It's yeah, crazy. so so you're trying to tell me that that on the third, third rock from the sun, is the yeah. only place the only in place. all of this galaxy right, that has life form on it?
0: No. Well, well, on that, I mean, do you think society's ready? On that front, how do you think, if they were coming to you, what do you think your opinions or, or your perspective would be on how you think society re- react to them? Let's say, you know, there's a news program. Here's the president, state of the address. Here's what we know about aliens. Not only um, is there aliens, but there's thousands of different species that we know about. Like, let's go all out and say something like that. How, how do we react to that?
1: Uh, I, I don't think the world's ready for anything like that. We can't even make it through racism. So, how do, how do we explain I mean, or a it, pandemic without killing each other over toilet paper? <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it, it, we can't even make it through two years of a pandemic. Uh, racism is still running rampant. And it's, it's right. I mean, it has, thanks to social media, I, I 100% believe this uh I, I think social media has exponentially exploded racism uh and and I think there's more to it than that that was part of the hide right yeah uh, well and I think there's more to it than that but that's the conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist in me coming out uh I try to suppress that uh as much as I can because there's a a lot of conspiracies that I, I 100% think are true or could be true. Well, a lot of them have logic to them and it's hard not to,
0: you're like me, you have an open mind. So when you hear something, you don't necessarily believe it or not believe it. You're just taking in all the information and evidence and making a decision based on the best you can do. Right? Correct. So a lot of times, and, and let's, let's, let's talk about what a conspiracy theory is. everybody, Blows it up and romanticizes it in this big thing, and there's people talking in a secret room around the table. It's where people conspire to do something. There was a conspiracy the other day. we set forth to do this program yep. at the realest, lowest terms. but when it so so people put such a negative spin on conspiracy theory there's got to be something about when what makes some of them so believable is there's kernels of truth in it, right? Correct. Uh, so normally you and I both follow logic, but let's put logic out the window. Is there any, what would you consider something of a, a crazy conspiracy? Maybe that you, you abide by that, that maybe the average person might think is crazy. Is there any
1: out there? Uh, <laughs> there's a few, man. I, I mean, if you, just, I believe pro wrestling's real. Uh, pro wrestling is real. People are fake. Uh, there yeah. is that one. Um, nine eleven 11 was an inside job. Um, I mean, if you if you want to get me going, uh, M- I mean, we know about MK Ultra. That's a conspiracy yeah. theory. There's so many we through. do.
0: Yeah, there's so. That's what people don't understand is there's so many conspiracies that have been proven true, and that through the Freedom of Information Act and just redactions and previously secret information that we can go to that's public now, mm-hmm. and you can see right there some of the things, the Gulf of Tonk and the and forgive me if I just pronounced that wrong. There's probably some veteran Vietnam guys rolling in the grave. I apologize, but it, it, there's so many things that we know the the Tuskegee experiments, um, MK MKUltra, exactly. um, th- things that were totally true. And, you know, we were talking about being in the military and stuff and being in the government, you know, that there's far more true than probably people would ever want to believe. That's where you figure out that maybe sometimes your country's doing things that we only Complain about other countries doing, or think that other countries are the
1: villains because of right? Right. I mean, j- just look at
0: area. Let me 51. preface. Let me preface by saying I love America. I serve my country. Ah, I'm yes. a proud patriot. I I love
1: my country. I don't always love my government. That yes. Okay. Yeah. We will preface that. But uh, I mean, just just look at Area 51. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to tell me that the most secretive base. That right. nobody is supposed to go to, everybody knows about. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Right. Why is that?
0: If they want you to know something, why do they want you to know? Because there's going to be a reason. Let me just tell you from experience, and you'll know this the military
1: doesn't do anything without a reason or a plan. That is 100% correct. Um, you know, so uh, what's going on at Area 51? I don't know. I don't know if they're, they're housing these, these quote unquote UFOs um, or uh, aliens or, or whatnot, but there's something going on there. They're probably going to show up at my doorstep pretty soon. Is that Um, something you can read now? Yeah. You know, no, I don't hear a knock at the door, (laughs) you know, um, that could be even worse, (laughs) right? Uh, but there's something there because you can't have all of this, um, lost train of thought there for a second. You can't have this, this big area guarded so well for there not to be something there. Yeah. Because it's a lot of
0: time. It's a lot of logistics. There's a lot that goes into protecting
1: a secret facility, you know, it's exactly um so yeah i uh a, a book that i i have read and and am rereading uh it's um by jesse venturi obviously you know who he is former pro wrestler former governor of minnesota which one is that i've read a couple of his books uh so it's it's the uh American conspiracy theories <sighs> I
0: don't think I have read that one.
1: Okay, I, I recommend that one. I mean, he has several. One, no. um, he has uh, one called the Marijuana Manifesto. I've uh, read that. Movie. I was <laughs> just saying. <laughs> obviously, yeah. You, yeah, and and I recommend anybody who who is even, uh, you know, on the fence or even against <laughs> uh, marijuana, read that book, and it, it will open you for yeah. sure. Um, He's really good at being logical.
0: That's one of the things I appreciated him. I've talked about being logical a couple of times, and uh, <coughs> I know with your brain, you got to carry a little bit of your heart and emotion. You can't just do things dry. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, you want things to kind of uh, uh, make sense in your brain. That's that's a human expectation, right? We need things yes. to make sense, and a lot of things he says make sense. Like, how do you argue with things that make sense other than just to argue? And some
1: people still do that. Yeah, um, so like I said, he's got several books out you should read. I'm a huge reader, Uh, currently reading two books at once. Yeah, so I'm currently reading two books at once. I'm reading the uh, Tiger King autobiography, Mm -hmm. uh, which is really good. Uh, (laughs) I mean, so it starts off, what made me buy this is, so obviously I watched the documentary on Netflix or whatnot, but we were at Target the other day. And uh I seen it on the shelf and I picked it up and I opened it, and the very first page it says, Can you believe that bitch Carol Baskins is free? <laughs> and I was like, I if he had started the book any other way, uh-huh. total bust. But right. you know, you start it that way and you're like, Okay, now I have to see what this man is, is saying. No, you I know. Have to. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm only a couple of chapters into that one, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, you know, he, he starts off there and and says that, you know, he's, he's going to let people know what really happened. He talks about not seeing the tiger King documentary. Uh, obviously he's in prison. Um, I don't know if they have Netflix there, but I, I hear that it. Even in prison, they have certain amenities that I don't have as a free man.
0: It, i was fixing to say it's I've, I've seen lots of videos on that. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny where a dude's actually comedians. It's just one of those split screen things. And he's talking about what, the, you know, they, he got every chip and he got this thing with the cooler. And he's like, I did not even got
1: them drinks in my refrigerator. Right. <laughs> um, so that and I'm reading um, Storytellers by Dave Grohl. Um, so I, I was a huge fan of Nirvana, still am. Uh, and Dave Grohl, huge fan of
0: Dave Grohl, just in general, and Foo Fighters as well, mm-hmm. definitely. What a dude! What a fascinating uh, so, figure.
1: Yeah, uh, I definitely recommend uh, that book to anybody. Uh, and and I find it weird because it, there's there's a passage in the book where he talks about meeting um, some of his idols. And how cool it was, and how down to earth they were, and they just hung out with him and talked to him and everything. And then I, I remember back to like m- my days wrestling, and how like when you meet your your you know when you're coming up in the business and, and yeah. you're you're on these shows and and you know with some of your idols or the the guys mm-hmm. who have done the stuff that you're trying to get to. Right. And and you're always told, you know, Hey, don't be a Mark, you know, and all that. And all that. I hate people tell me that.
0: I wish I had been because let me tell you, that's the reason most of us get in the business because we're a Mark. So you know what, if you want to be a Mark, be a fucking Mark because I wasn't, I don't have pictures. I don't have video because I grew up with that same mindset of don't be a Mark. So I was always.
1: Of, of all the, the, the the quote unquote names, the, the big time TV wrestlers mm-hmm. that I've ever met, I have my picture with three. Yeah. Steve Carino, Jerry Lawler, Gangrel, four. And and uh Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. Uh and and there's so many that I've I've been in the ring with or mm-hmm. hung out with and stuff, you know, from uh the Ric Flairs to the Ricky and Robert um, yes. Scott Hudson. Quick story about Robert.
0: I was reading his thing, and he actually had a thing on there about why we wrestle and what it meant to you know certain fans, and and how you know they you know may not have a good meal or not having all that they that what they sacrifice to go to the show to just escape from life for a little bit. But what a lot of people don't know is a lot of our idols, and, and sometimes they do say don't meet your heroes, and in some situations you definitely don't want to um do that for the poker hang on just a second i'm sorry yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I don't I, i'm gonna actually turn around and grab something that i want to show you real quick two seconds go ahead and grab it we're
0: just be one of those whatchamacallits call it's in there it's in the box there we go. Welcome. So when I get my Windows 10 software people and a Windows machine, this is where you'll see a little edit and there'll probably be something funny or maybe a commercial or something. Uh, but right weird. now I have Chromebook and we're live. So just, just real. a little, yeah, it's that's right. real and it's raw. So we're, 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 we're back at it sometimes. We got little things that pop up. I've had grandkids come in everything. Yeah, but you get know back what? To some, the the it, it, quick story about Robert, um, and, and and I'm not know we've both got tons, but this one probably meant the most to me because growing up, the Rock and Roll Express were my were my idols. Oh yeah, acting, uh, wrestling, and
1: same here. And being able to oh, share yeah. the ring, being able to share the ring with those guys was like a dream come true, and and so amazing. I mean, in in the the handful of matches that Talon and I had with them, I learned so much. Yeah, not only as a wrestler though like just sitting in the back and and you know talking and and hanging out yeah and and everything like you learn like how to be a person yeah you know uh i mean for lack of a better term you know right I, i mean so They're they're both Ricky and Robert are both such great guys. Let me preface
0: with that, and I don't I don't maybe you had a bad experience (laughs) with them. I've I've heard of people having bad experiences, whatever. This this is my personal experience with them, and they were always such great guys. First of all, uh, Robert Gibson is 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 so charismatic. Like I've people have compared him to Lance Storm and talked about, but they. Like, I remember that dude that was throwing up the I love you sign, and the dude when him and Ricky had a feud and he threw up, like, when they allowed him to be on his own and he came through, like, he had such charisma. So, let me give him credit where credit's due because a lot of people talk about Ricky, but Robert is an amazing guy himself. And Ricky, so uh, jumping around a little bit, Robbie Griffin uh, ran UEW at the time. Uh, He asked to describe him in one word on Facebook recently, and I said, a giver. He laughed at it. Robbie is a giver. He loved wrestling, and and he loved the people that wrestled for him, and he helped make some dreams come true. And he made my ultimate dream come true that I got to go over in a match with Ricky Morton doing the double drop kick. Like, that was the finish of the match. Like, you couldn't have given me. There's no memory that stands out more than that memory. Right. Fast forward a little bit more. I'm at my first... Uh, This is a Polly Lee show. It's uh, one of the school shows or something before he had that little every year thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, There was probably, you know, a legit 650, 750 people there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Most I've been in front of two, maybe 300 people. So there's well more than double. Like and just hearing them talk was loud. I show up late. So I'm running late. (laughs) I'm getting my boots on. I find out I'm first match. My music's practically playing. So here I am, still pretty green, you know, probably white as a ghost. And Robert notices I'm already, you know, so, you know. Here I am back here with both my idols. First time I've been with both my idols together. I, you know, I met Ricky previously and stuff, but so now I'm meeting Ricky and Robert. And Robert comes over and uh, asks, "What's the matter?" And I said, "There's like 700 people out there." I said, "How do you wrestle in front of 700 people?" He goes. Same You wrestle in front of 20 or 50. Same You wrestle in front of a small crowd. And it was such a simple piece of advice and so profound at the same time for me. It, like, really hit home, and it it made so much sense. I'm a logical guy, and I was like, you're right. What does it matter if there's 20? I just – I do the same thing no matter what. And I went out there to have probably one of my best matches I've ever had because I felt so comfortable and so confident after he took time, seeing I looked like I was a little disheveled. was like, hey, what's going on? He he already could tell I was nervous and was doing things. You could tell just try to comfort me because I I was nervous being back there with him, too, because that's the first time I met him.
1: Well, and and what's so crazy is he didn't have to do that. No, he didn't. He could have just let you freak out and go do your thing and have a terrible match. But he took it upon himself to come up to you and say, hey, kid, what's going on? Before seminars were a thing,
0: him and Ricky both came down to the place where I wrestled. And, and basically, before we had the name seminar, gave us some seminars and kind of tightened up our game in some areas where we were still a little too independent mm-hmm. and, and and taught us so much on how to be better wrestlers and more about psychology. And it was always so simple, and profound. Uh, another thing is I remember we was in like there's three or four tag teams and we we're like all faces and we were all in a battle to get a shot at the AWF tag team titles. Right, and I'm like, how do you even play this fucking psychology? Like we're all faces. I'm like, I'm way overthinking it. He goes, Aren't we all wanting to be the world champion? And that's all he said. And I was like, You're right. We're we're all competitive. We'd still, I mean, you know, if me and you are friends and we're having a grappling
1: match, we're still going to go at it. We're still going to try to win. It doesn't exactly, it, you know, uh, th- that's what kills me. I I, I um. Some people say I'm too critical of the the wrestling business. And some people say I'm not critical enough. Right. Uh, But uh, talking about wrestling for just a second, uh, when we knock somebody down, why do we pick them back up? Shouldn't we try to pin them? Because the the object is to win the match, right? Right. So why are we picking them up? (coughs) But at one point,
0: at one point, because – we're old school. So we like it to appear as close to an athletic event as possible versus today where they're literally trying to make it look like either a video game or anime. Correct. I, I agree. Uh, so it's two different crowds, two different generations. I have no problem with that. No, uh, I, I tend to cling to the older style because that's what I grew up with. And that's what I'm used to. But even going back then, we got to find those lines. And I, I found that especially the old school guys, their lines differ. Like, You know, when Antonio Rocco threw the first dropkick, I'm sure people shit like, who the fuck's going to do that in a fight? To this day, we still do a dropkick. Yeah. Um, I would never do that in a real fight. I've been in MMA. I've been in boxing. Been in a couple little scraps. I'm never going to bust out a dropkick. But to me, it's still a necessary element of the entertainment of wrestling. So do you think they've just gone so far past our lines in this generation that we can't deal with it or –
1: it's it's not that I can't deal with it. It's like I right. I, I get it. Where we're, it's two different eras, right? Uh, right. Two, two different styles of wrestling. But mm-hmm. as as a fan, yes. If I just want to take myself out of the I'm a pro wrestler mindset and I'm a fan, like mm-hmm. if I just hit a guy with a power bomb,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Why would I not go for the cover and immediately? and try to win the match with that move as opposed to picking them up and doing three more pile drivers. Right. right. That's
0: that's silly. But what I will say is to give the heels credit for their showboating after doing a move and not going for the pin is Anderson Silva. Now, sometimes that will backfire. Like Anderson Silva liked to, you know, fuck with his people. And then one day that was what caught him. So a lot of times us doing that is what catches us. No, in the no, situation.
1: I, I agree. Like I it's just a different mindset. Right. Right.
0: Um, but and- doing the extra moves, like, yeah, how many hard moves do you need to put somebody away? Cause even when I was doing, when I started out, ECW is really popular. And we did hardcore. And I noticed even really quick back then that every monthly big show, you had to do more and more. Like at what point, how many power bombs do you got to do for, you can win the
1: match now. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but so uh just taking a couple of steps back, mm-hmm. you, you were talking about the, the drop kick and how you've done MMA and boxing and all that. And you've never thrown a jerk. I've actually drop kicked somebody in a legit fight before.
0: I have seen it happen in an MMA fight as well. Uh Shinya Aoki, as a matter of fact, dropped somebody mm-hmm. in a fight. You can look that up in prod. It happened. And it's probably on YouTube somewhere. Probably. And it, if you can get back up quick enough, quick enough to me, it's like a jab or a front kick. It'll keep somebody off of you, but it's definitely not a finishing move, right? No, no definitely not.
1: Uh, you How'd know. you end up throwing a, a drop kick in a real fight? Please tell that story. Uh, so, um, I was in I was in high school when this happened. <laughs> so this is you know pre actually training to wrestle right. and everything, and uh, there was this this. Bully, uh, who always, he, he was the big bad. He, you know, yes. was fucking with everybody mm-hmm. and all that. And uh one day, he started fucking with me. And he uh, said, after school, I'm beating your ass. I said, I just laughed at him. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I, I mean, my mom always taught me, you know, <sighs> the best thing you can do with as a bully is to not be scared of them right uh so i just laughed at him. i was like whatever so um we get on the bus we get off the bus and he starts shoving me and i i'm like look man i'm i'm not gonna fight you and uh he shoved me one time and i I took probably three or four steps back and it just it hit me in my brain i was like you kick this motherfucker in his mouth and he's gonna leave you alone so i just I take about three steps and drop kick him dead in his face and knocked one of his teeth out. I never had a problem with him since. Right. It's, it, it, most bullies were that
0: way. Even if it was a situation where the bully could whoop my ass, if I stood up to him, in most cases, it earned enough respect where they left me the fuck alone. Like exactly. I remember going to junior high one time and it was out of pure emotion. I wasn't thinking he slapped me and automatically I slapped him right back. And he was stunned, and I was stunned. We stood at <laughs> each other there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. We shared a locker, and he was above me, so there's always a little Tish, ego yeah. and give pull and stuff. So yeah, I went would mess it up, and it's, I don't. I don't remember if I said something, he said something, and he hauled off and bam, and I hauled off and bam, and we're both just standing there staring at each other. And after that, it was like, okay, we're cool. Yeah, it's like okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Like I, said, I don't, I don't
0: want to get slapped. Again. No. Yeah. It's like, okay, he'll slap me back. I'll slap him. I, yeah. That, that's cool. He's not going to get, but you know, a lot of times we react out of emotions, you know, cause we are younger and that's one of the things yeah. um, I don't really necessarily have new year's resolution, but there's always things about myself. I'm working on and, oh, yeah. and you know, every great philosopher talks about it's greater to control yourself than anything else. Yes. So being less reactionary is one of the things I'm working on most. What is, what is Chip working on most right now?
1: I, I, man, I'm, I'm, I'm working on being a better father and a better husband. Uh, you know, I, it's down the line. I, I want to be a better human being, right. uh, a better person, a better friend. Uh, but, but like, priority. Right, yeah, yeah, right in front of me, I, have a three-year-old and a five-year-old little boy, that I I have to be a better father to them mm-hmm. uh, than the father that I had. Um, you know, I mean, I can go off onto that story. My father, he wasn't abusive uh, or anything. He just wasn't really ever there. Um, I, I was. I have four older sisters, so I was basically raised by my mom and four yeah. sisters uh my dad he worked third shift six at night to six in the morning so by the time i was getting up to go to school he was going to bed by the time i was getting home from school he was getting up and getting ready to go to work so we didn't really have that that bonding opportunity right Um, right. you know then he got mixed up with some some hard drugs uh mom and him divorced and one thing that it, it 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 resonates and is stuck in my head, and it has been for, <coughs> shit, I don't know. That's, what, 20 years ago, maybe? Right. Uh, maybe longer. Uh, the last thing that I could remember him saying before he walked out of my house was he pointed at me. He was talking to my mom, and he pointed at me, and he said, he'll never be shit without me here. And I uh, <laughs> do what? Um, she's
0: kicked um, the table and we <coughs> kind of had a little shit, vibration guy oh, shit. Shit. that guy said he wouldn't be
1: shit when he left oh yeah that yeah, yeah it, uh, you think
0: that puts something in us uh, it's a good positive thing in the fact that we talked about there are no like good bad negative whatever but but mm-hmm. it, it's productive in the fact that it pushes you to to be what he said you weren't but th- right. this is pulling back to there's there's a destination are there many paths to get there, or do you think it's like the string theory thing with every decision we make, it takes us to a different destination, or there's just different de- ways to get to that same destination? Because no. I feel like you would have made it without that, but
1: you know, you know what I mean? I, so, there's that, uh, I, I, do, I do versus, think there, yeah, I, I do think there are, are, are many paths to reach that destination uh but like i said when i was talking previously uh without certain things happening i wouldn't be who i am today right mm. you know i i feel as if my father had stuck around had he not gotten on drugs um i would be maybe the same person but different if if that right. makes sense um right. Because Maybe you wouldn't have as much compassion for, for certain things or people or other things. Right. To uh, so, so experience when, what when it's my, like for some, yeah. Right. So, so when my father was around, uh, he had a good job uh, and we didn't want for anything. But then when he left, um, I had to get a job. You know, I'm 15. I have to get a job to help mom pay the bills and everything. and And that taught me, priorities and everything. And I don't think that I would have learned those as quickly as I did. Had he still been around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh you know, that goes back to you know, everything happens for a reason. And if we don't, if we don't experience even the negative things in our life, we don't become right. who we are, the way we became them. You, right. you may still wind up, you know, that person, mm-hmm. you know, but at, you know, 38, uh, it it may have taken me another 10 years to get there. Passionate and everything as I am now.
0: It's sort of like working out. Like I tell people, people are like, you can work out and then still get hit by a bus and die. But to me, like working out, being healthy, things like that is as much about the quality of your life as the quantity of your life. Right. (laughs) Um, It's nice if you can add some years, but if you're, you're, you're taking care of things, and and I'm not as young as I once was. I'm not old yet, but I'm as good once as I ever was. That I
1: was just going to say. I, I'm not as young as I once was, but I'm as um, or I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good as I'll ever I've ever been. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah. I I can
0: still uh give and uh, take an ass whooping, but the days are coming where I won't be able to, and it, it's it's nice yeah. to know that with things that are hard work that if I didn't learn hard work and, and I don't pursue those things, then I know the exact cause I'm, I'm feeling like this cause I don't do this. That's yeah. one of the great things about being a grown up is, is everything's black and white. Now you don't rationalize with yourself as much. You don't lie to yourself as much, things like that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, back to, to what we were saying though is I, um, uh, I, I'm trying to be a, a, a better father to my kids, uh, a better husband to my wife right. and a, a a better friend. Um, I, you know this uh, from experience, I, I try to reach out to people and see, mm-hmm. you know, how they're doing and stuff. And I feel like I could do better at that than I already right. do. Um, and, and I want to get there, mm-hmm. uh, but I have... You know certain things that I have to take care of personally right. before I can do that. Um, well, yeah, you got to you got to fill up your own cup
0: before you start pouring out to other people, right? And, and that's a very important lesson that a lot of times, unfortunately, we don't learn till later on in life as well. Is that right? You can pour from the empty cup. It sounds like
1: a cliche, but all cliches like conspiracies have that truth in it, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's that's me. That's that's you know I'm just trying to be the best me that I can be. Right. Well, lightening it
0: up a little bit, let's let's talk about, what, tell me what is the funniest thing that has ever happened to you in pro wrestling?
1: Oh, sh- mm. 20 years. There's a lot of funny <laughs> things that have
0: happened. Um, What's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say that?
1: Having a guy shit on himself in the middle of a
0: match. <laughs> Tell us about that, please, because this is something people don't know. There is, oh, there's God. still Witness some behind the thing. scene things that people don't realize that are a part of wrestling that may
1: seem normal to us, and we forget that this isn't normal to outside RCW? people. No, it was not. This was um, at, at the place that I I first started out, Georgia Extreme Wrestling. Jerry, you probably know Sorry. Gxw. Yeah. Um, you know uh, mm-hmm. what, what? A lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. is when. Yep. Yeah. So, what a lot of people don't realize is when I, um, we'll go back a couple of steps. Um, mm-hmm. So, I graduated high school at 17 mm-hmm. uh, on like May 25th. June 1st, I was on a bus to Paris Island, South Carolina. I spent my 18th birthday oh. in, in Paris Island. Lucky oh. you. In the middle of summer too. Oh, oh yeah. Man. I was
0: lucky I went in winter. That's I couldn't have done oh, summer.
1: when when I tell people that Ferris Island is hell on earth. I don't mean that it was hard, it was fucking hot. Right. That it was it was hell on earth. Yeah. Um so I um this was in two thousand one. So I was there right before the nine eleven attacks. I came home in august uh like two weeks before the 9-11 attacks hit yeah um geez yeah Um. so uh started started pro wrestling training in october of 2001 so it it was like a whirlwind graduate high school go to the military start pro wrestling training boom 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 yeah 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 Uh, but when I first started or wanted to start training, I had uh hooked up when I came home from the military, I hooked up with um childhood best friend. Um you might Same. know him as, as Kevin Killian, Vinny Danucci. Yeah. yeah. Um I know him as Kevin Greenwood. That's I mean we um we were best friends since like third or fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And we're still friends to this day. Um So, he takes me to UEW to be trained. He had already started wrestling at this point. I was going to ask, how
0: did you wrestle at GXW and end up so good? But now you're telling me you went to UEW. I was like, oh, okay.
1: Well, so, the thing is, is I went to UEW to get Mm -hmm. trained. I met Rawhead Rex. Uh, Rex took one look at me and said, you're too small. Now, mind you, I just got home from the military, so I'm fucking tiny because I lose a ton of weight. Yeah, Uh, but I mean, I'm muscle because all you do in military is work out, right? Uh, So he looks at me. He says, oh, he's too small to be a pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Kevin takes me from there to GXW, and I I hook up with a guy by the name of Jerry McCoy. Uh Uh, And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jerry. Uh, He wrestled under a hood as Mr. X. Uh, He used to wrestle back in the day at the Memorial Auditorium with Lutez and Harry Thornton and all them. I probably Um,
0: know him from there more than I know him from anything else.
1: mm -hmm.
0: Cause that's, that's Uh, when I started going to see wrestling is around that era. Okay. Old I am.
1: (laughs) Um, So I hook up with him and start training. Mm -hmm. Um, Then a couple of months later, Talon comes along and so we're trained together um I didn't realize you
0: guys have been together that long mm-hmm that's that's awesome that's like, yes yeah. learn new
1: stuff every day uh so yeah I mean we train together uh our whole careers have been together yeah uh, that's, that's to, awesome. to, to the point that uh, what most people don't realize is my wife Jesse is Talon's cousin okay. Yeah, Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've been wrestling long enough to know that we
0: all are a little related in some way or another. Right. We like the state Um, of Alabama, I'm just saying. Not that far. We won't go that far. We'll tell those stories on a Patreon
1: podcast, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So uh, that's how that started. So we're at GXW wrestling a match, and I'm wrestling a guy. And, uh, man, man, I forget his name. Uh, He always used to wear – Rebel flag gear and stuff like that. Uh, he was a Southern boy gimmick, right? Uh, right. With which there's been a million of those, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he goes. He gives me a leg drop, and I, I see this thing roll across the ring. Oh fuck my god! Like, what the fuck is that? And uh, he covers me. He was like, "We got to go home. We got to go home. We got to go home." And I'm like, "Okay, well, where do? You, what do you want to do?" Uh, so we finished the match. He runs. He powders out of the ring, goes to the back, grabs his bag, gets in his car, and leaves. It then comes back, like fifteen minutes later. Uh huh. You know, I was like, hey, "Man, what happened out there?" He's like, "Man, I uh, I gave you that leg drop and I shit on myself." I was like, <laughs> "Oh God!" I said, oh, "Hold on, are you?" Are you kidding me? Like, I farted. You farted, or like, yeah, he was like, he's like, No, I shit on myself. He's like, He said, When when I gave you the leg drop, a turd shot out my butt oh and my went God. rolling across the ring. <laughs> I was like, Are you? He's, I, he, and I said, Your actual shit is in the ring. He was like, Yes, I don't know if they got it out before the next match hit or not, but <laughs> God, <I laughs> I'm like, God. Oh, oh, imagine taking a bomb.
0: Right
1: here, kid. Here's your Snickers. Yeah. So uh, and, uh, that's one of the funniest things. And then uh, one of the scariest things, you know, uh, T-Bone. Uh-huh. Okay. First time ever in the ring with him, he gives me a body slam and says stay. And I hear him go one two uh, three Is he blonde four. as fuck? <laughs> and, okay. So I didn't know that. The referee bends uh-huh. down. Yeah. The referee bends down and says you know he's blind and he has to count his steps to make sure he is doing or he's in the right position and at this point i look up and he's sitting on the top rope not standing but sitting and uh he jumps off with a leg drop and it was the prettiest sweetest feeling leg drop i think i've ever taken but I was scared to death because I was like, "Oh man, he's gonna fucking land on me! I'm dead!" You know, because he's like three times my size.
0: Anytime a dude that big says "stay," I'm automatically nervous, going, "Maybe I will.
1: Maybe, Maybe I won't. I we'll won't. see." What
0: do you? What, yeah, what you got in mind, big boy?
1: <laughs> yeah, especially so these was, days, I don't like surprises. No, so that was that was probably the scariest or one of the scariest moments ever. So. Well, I've
0: had a bunch of funny moments too, all the way back. Uh, Carrie Morton is making his rounds now too, and he used to go out and take, I don't, you may remember this. He used to do this thing where he'd go around and collect everybody's, uh, wrist tape out of their bags when he was little. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a little funny thing that happened.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's so crazy to see see him now. As of I remember... Stuff. Yeah, I mean, because I that's remember right. when Ricky that's used to bring right. him to the shows. Yeah. And, I mean, he was just, like, you know, tiny.
0: Tiny, yeah, just a little taller, just barely old enough to walk. Yeah. There's uh, Ethan Cage. Um, shout out to Ethan Cage. When he was kind of new in the business, we decided to rib him, and... We went to the porn store and bought, I don't know, we spent way too much money for a rib, but we bought dildos and gay magazines and <laughs> you name it, that, that kind of stuff, and shoved it into his bag. Well, he never noticed, okay? Brings it home, leaves it in his laundry room. We get a call, and he's like, thanks, guys. We're like, what for? And he goes, I didn't see that stuff in the bag. My mom went to do my laundry and found it and came, said she wanted to have a talk with me.
1: <laughs> no. So
0: that, that was nice. So he ended up having to explain yeah. that we were just ribbing him, but I, it might've took him a little while. I love to hear him convincing her that
1: yeah. night as well. That was a, a funny moment. Uh, I, I, I want to take a step back for a second. And uh, we were talking about books earlier And I grabbed Mm -hmm. this just a minute ago because I wanted to show you. Mm -hmm. This is a book. uh, It's called Why 75% of Podcasts Fail and How to Avoid It. This is a book by podcasters for podcasters. Nice. Uh, Now, what I want to... uh, Do is give it to me for an early birthday present? No, this is my personal (laughs) copy. Because (laughs) if you you open this up and look at the table of contents and you go to page... 22. Uh, let's yeah. see if we can get this to line up. Um, you will see right movement radio. Uh-huh. I was published okay. in this book for. Uh, Congratulations. That's awesome. I, that's just, I, I, I don't toot my own horn very often, but I've well, worked you should. so hard. I, I've worked so hard at this podcasting stuff and uh, I want other people to succeed at, at what they love. Um, and so and I know
0: this because going back again, you're who you were my go to. Like I had a million questions and you were always there at any time I needed a question answered. And, and God knows, you know, I bugged you to death, especially there in the beginning.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what? It, it was never an issue. It was never a problem. Uh, and still to this day, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, You can reach out to me. Um, But uh, what I do want to do is is recommend this book. A friend of mine by the name of Daniel Larson uh, put this book together, and he has other books uh, about podcasting Mm -hmm. that I will recommend that I I learned a lot from him. And what's his Uh, name
0: again so we can look for him as an author?
1: Daniel Larson. Daniel Larson. Okay. Yeah. That's L-A-R-S-O-N Daniel. And where Larson. can you find his books at exactly? You can find them on Amazon. Okay. Um, awesome. So th- this is my personal copy. Uh, I got it because it's the first book. So my I've birthday copy is actually still coming in the mail, right? That's that's right. Okay. Good. Uh, that's,
0: that's, we got it figured out as long as I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. So it, it is a book. Uh, so, so Daniel actually reached out to a bunch of podcasters and, um, asked a couple of questions, uh, and, and, the questions, um, were, were very simple, very easy. Uh, it was, it was two questions. Uh, first, uh, question was, what do you wish you knew before starting a podcast? And the second was, what is the biggest hack you've learned? that you wish you could tell your younger podcasting self. Uh, and so there's um, 100, a hundred questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a hundred different podcasts, a mm-hmm. hundred different people that have contributed to this book and they, um, the light is glaring on it. I, I just want to get it. A um, hundred different podcasters contributed to this book. and they all answered those questions uh so if you are are trying to start a podcast or uh are stuck in kind of like where do i go next or damn what kind of hacks can i i use or whatnot these are some that i live by to this day right i you know
0: and I kind of did this, but still advice I would give to people starting a podcast is to do it because you will find a million reasons not to, you'll question yourself. You'll, you'll doubt things. You'll, but, but when it comes to it, at some point you got to stop planning and stop thinking and just do right.
1: So I, that is a philosophy that I just, I live life by, um, as, as a whole, right. um, if you want to go on vacation, just do it. Yeah. Right. Uh, You, you can earn more money. You can't earn more time. Right. Uh, If, if you want to, you know, uh, be a ballet dancer, go do it. If you want to be a podcaster, go do it. You want to be a wrestler, go do it. Um, Because the more, and don't do
0: it thinking you have to be the best in the world, start out thinking you just want to be the best that you can be at that project. Shoot for that first.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, um, you you can always earn more money or what, but you you can never get back the time of wondering what if. Uh, So, I mean, if I can just give anybody out there listening one piece of advice, it's going to sound cliche, but Nike hit it on the head when they said just do it. I I one hundred percent believe that. Just do it,
0: and and if you do it and fail, then you can do it with no regrets. Because to me, really, the only failure is in not trying at all, right? Exactly, and you know, and, and that's talking about a successful podcast, and and that's something that I'm going to save because I feel like that could be nearly a whole podcast in itself. Is exactly what success is to somebody, and, and being able to reach those goals first. It doesn't mean you're limiting yourself because the sky really is the limit. There's no limits except what you place on yourself. Right. But right. in all right. goals you
1: want like the short term and the long term goals, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you're say say your goal in life is to climb, climb Mount Everest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're you're not going to do that on day 1. No. But what you can do is you can start and you, you got to conquer this hill and then that hill and then that hill and you gradually build up. It's almost like a staircase. You you just got to take your yeah. steps up. And for a lot of people that can be intimidating
0: because they haven't done anything where they've had to learn or where they've been at the bottom rung in a long time. But don't don't let that intimidate you because that's part of the fun. To me, the journey getting to here was so much fun. When I look back and think this has only been around a year, it's like, Okay, this is better than it was. So there, there is improvement, and and
1: that's such a great thing to have, right? Oh, one hundred percent improvement is is fantastic. I go back sometimes and I listen to, you know, the first handful of episodes that that we put out, and I I listen and I'm like, holy shit, that was terrible. <laughs> and cried. then I listen to some of the most recent ones, and I'm like, okay, this is better, right. but but Here's what else I can do? What can I do to make this even better? And it's just it's just climbing that proverbial ladder mm-hmm. where you just go rung after rung. And sometimes you might get stuck on a rung for a little while. Right. But you know what? There's always – you can always go up. There's always one higher. You never want to go backwards.
0: Everybody thought Joe Rogan as high as he could go, and then all of a sudden just for his, uh, you know, license and rights – uh, you know, a hundred million dollars, boom. And then he took it to another level. Yeah. So you, you really, again, are only set by your own, own limits, but work on, you know, don't be in competition with any other podcast or what, don't worry about what they're doing. Just do you some of the best advice I got outside of you was my brother who said, just do you. And again, it's that easy advice. That's the most profound that always makes you go. Duh. Right.
1: Yeah. So, um, here's another little quote that, that you'll, I think you'll enjoy. Um, my only competition is myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I don't own a mirror. Yeah. That's why I don't own a mirror. My wife owns mirrors. I don't own a mirror because right. if I, I know my only competition is myself because I want everybody to succeed. Yeah. So Uh, whatever you're doing with your podcast is perfect. 100%. Uh, and, and I love it and I support it and I never look at Jerry Anderson and chronic conversations to say, fuck, man, I wish I was there, you know, right. Because that's, you're no competition to me. Right. Right. And that's not, that's, that's not degrading you or, or your, Product, but it's we're different. People were different, right? You do a different style of podcast than what I do, yeah. uh, you know, and and that's that's kind of why it, it, when when Movement Radio started, we were a, a two man team, and we've grown into a three man tandem, right? Um, well, and
0: if you've never listened to the podcast, they play really well off each other. I mean. You know, obviously you and Talon, but but everybody seems to to, to do really well playing off each other. There,
1: yeah. Um, it, it, we we brought Roger on, uh, Roger, uh, real good friend. Uh, we we met him at a wrestling show, mm-hmm. and we kind just kind of hit it off. And um, it's weird how those things happen, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, we we talked about uh, doing a podcast with him, and and you know. Just kind of a one-off and and we did that and talent and i talked after the fact and we were like Fuck, man that was really good right uh, we need him on more often and so we reached out to him and said hey what do you think about uh coming on and being a full-time host mm-hmm. to to movement radio and he was like you know i've been thinking about doing my own podcast and everything uh so i'd, I'd love to and just the ideas that he spit to us that we didn't think about. It was like, shit, why weren't we doing that? Right. You know, to the, to the point that we're, um, yeah, yeah Roger's been on hiatus. Uh, he's, he's dealing with some family issues and moving right. and everything. Uh, right. life happens. Yeah, Life happens. Um, you know, so, uh, I believe after the first of the year, Roger will be back. Uh, and we're going to start doing some, some live vignettes uh, to put up on our YouTube channel,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, to where maybe we're going to go do a, um, ghost hunt or go to a restaurant and try out that food and give our review and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we, we have tons of ideas. Um, we're buying, you know, work and I'm getting video equipment to be able to do that, uh, mobile podcasting equipment.
0: Well, yeah, a lot um, of people don't realize, too, um, not that how much money you really sink in this to make it a quality show. So if you're watching a podcast where you enjoy it, stick with them because as their viewers grow and as they grow, they'll, you know, find the funds. And, and you know, I started out with just the phone and, and a, a Chrome top and then moved up to, you know, 4k and lots and things right. like that. So there's always a starting place. Don't be afraid to start because there's a lot of podcasts that are amazing where they just use this right here. So yeah. don't let that ever stop you for sure. But it is nice starting to procure some of those things is. it. To, it is. It is. You know, uh, Cause you have these nice. visions and when they start coming to fruition. It's like, okay.
1: Right. Yeah. You, you definitely, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a dreamer. So mm-hmm. I, I, I always want the next one to be better than the last one. Right. Um, uh, and, and my ultimate goal, whether I reach it or not, uh, the journey has been amazing, but my ultimate yeah. goal is to be a, as big as Joe Rogan. But right. I think that, I think that should be, every podcast everybody's yes sort of like in pro wrestling we say
0: if you're if you're pro wrestling and you and you don't want to be the world champion you're in the wrong business so if you have a podcast and you don't want it to be like joe rogan's you're definitely in the wrong business but that doesn't mean you're not a success if you don't hit that status but it can still be a goal you should you should have that goal and, and you yeah. should keep reaching for it because you don't
1: know what the future holds and that's part of the fun of it right it, it again is the journey right you know uh when 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 we first started this, uh, pull up some analytics here. Just I, I never would have thought that we would have reached twenty thousand downloads, right? But now and then
0: you got to think there's people in other countries. That's what really starts blowing your mind. You're like, there's people listening to me from these other countries. Like that's so amazing that technology hooks people up like that. That right. They have an opportunity.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're listening to uh, ju- just to name a few. Obviously, here in the United States, but in mm-hmm. the United Kingdom, Laos, Canada, Ireland, Germany, Greece, Puerto Rico, the Netherlands, India, Brazil, Russia, etc., etc. Shout out to Puerto uh, Rico. I got
0: some listeners in Puerto Rico. I appreciate you guys, and I know you do too because you're listening internationally that's i mean you not only have a choice of a billion podcast just in your local area but internationally there's so many as well so thank you to anybody that listens to us that's from another country another state another
1: I always say that without the fans movement radio wouldn't be what it was i could come on here and i could talk till i'm blue in the face but if the fans Everybody aren't listening, listening. Right. What's the point? Yeah. Uh, so I I I am very humbled and appreciative of the people who take the time out of their day. Yes. To listen to me ramble about something that I enjoy.
0: We were going to talk. I was going to talk about that. You you mentioned it earlier, Tom. And it, and I close all of my po- podcasts by thanking my guests for uh, sharing their time because time is the most precious gift you can give because you can't get time back.
1: That's right.
0: And one of the things I was thinking about, too, is you got to understand when you're podcasting is those listeners are doing the same thing. They are giving their time to listen to you. They are giving you an opportunity to come into their lives and and say something. Uh, uh, So that's just so much gratitude for that and appreciation. 100% beat tennessee in overtime Purdue just beat tennessee in overtime by the way let's go ahead and throw some sports in there wow two sports questions real quick um first of all this is going to be the longest podcast i've had this is awesome i love being able to talk to you this long and have a platform like this to where we can get together because before this would have just been wrestling right college football
1: okay who is your pick overall to win it all We'll start with college. Um, I, I think Alabama's going to win it all. Unfortunately, I'm not an Alabama fan, but that's weird. I am an Alabama fan, and I'm not sure they're going to. Mm, Isn't that weird? I, I think they are. I, I, I you think I, if they play Georgia again, they'll beat them again. One hundred percent. Georgia is is not ready. Uh, right. They proved they weren't ready. Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm a Texas Longhorns fan. I, I, I have been for as long as I can remember. Uh, I don't like Alabama, not because that, not because they produce a winning football team year in and year out. Um, most of the time, it's the fans. Yes, uh, and and not all fans, right. but there are. I I could probably find a hundred thousand people today within ten minutes who are Alabama fans that couldn't tell me who the coach was before Nick Saban took over. Right. They couldn't tell me when the last losing season for Alabama They don't. Was. They
0: don't remember going 11 seasons against Tennessee uh, and losing all 11 seasons. I don't remember dudes named Johnny Majors. Yeah, they don't remember things like that. And, and, and even though I do, to be honest with you, I, like a lot of my family's an Alabama fan, but I think the biggest reason, because I don't watch college football as much, but the biggest reason I became an Alabama fan is because they're kind of the heels. Right. And I'm a heel fan, and it's, People, and, and I get it, I get emotional over stuff too, I, more over other things, but I, I'll i still tease and, and razz people and stuff, and, and that's part of the fun of it for me is is how serious some people take it, and yeah. I don't, so it's easier for me to get in there, um, even to the point, let me tell you a fun little story, I had somebody, well first of all they jumped on one of my wife's memes to, I guess, because they thought she was an Alabama fan and a North Carolina fan, that if he said it to her that I would know he was talking to me. Anyway, he said it to my wife, so I thought he was trying to bully her. I was like, "Look, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's this is football. We're not going to get on here and bully my wife. She's dealt with enough dudes. Yeah, um, she, well, she's not going to put up with that bullshit. Like, let's just not do that anymore, okay?" Um, he's like, "No, I was talking to you," and I was like, "Okay." He's like, "I was telling you to shut the fuck up." I'm like, first of all, we're not going to do that either, just because I'm an Alabama fan. That's like I haven't said anything to you. I haven't been rude. We're not going to bully me either, right?" Uh, that. The conversation got a little more interesting for a while, but we, we agreed to disagree. And, and th- that's part of what I think is funny is the emotionality of, of fans like that. Now, he happened to be a Tennessee fan. Let me preface by saying uh, as much as, as I'll say it and give them shit, I don't hate the Tennessee Volunteers. I don't hate the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't hate their fans. It's it's all heel stuff for me, just like in pro wrestling. And right. real life, I love everybody and, and I hope your team wins because mine does all the time and it gets on my fucking nerves sometimes that they win all the time. You know what I mean? And uh, I want I people to have an opportunity. It's 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 one of those things, but it, it's fun kind of being that heel row. Now when it comes to pro football, <laughs> I'm much different. I will cry and whine and pitch a shit fit and act just as emotional as some of those Tennessee fans and Georgia fans and other people will when it comes to talking about Colts and other things like that. Right. However, me and you are on other sides, but for some reason that I've never felt a rivalry with Texans like I have with like the Colts or Pittsburgh, because those feel like the emotions because of history run deeper to me than, and I fell in love with Houston Oilers. Okay. So I was a Houston Oilers fan. See, I, I, that's the thing. So it's I, hard I was not to Oilers. like, if it's
1: not, titans yeah. it's texans because that's it's
0: to me it's the same thing almost
1: kind right of. see yeah. i grew I grew up as a houston oilers fan because i remember when i was when i was little there was the these commercials that would come on and you probably remember them too and it was about the dallas cowboys and mm-hmm. they were dubbed america's, america's team team yeah uh and i remember i mean all the way back then uh saying you know what nobody else is going to pick who i root for I'm going to root for this other team because I'm originally from Texas. Uh-huh. You know, so Warren, I'm Warren Moon is what led me to the Oilers.
0: Okay. i have never seen anything like him. I just started watching football, and he was so different. And I'd never seen anybody do some of the stuff he did.
1: But Warren Moon is one of the, the the greatest quarterbacks to to have never won the big one, mm-hmm. uh, in, in my opinion. And maybe that's bias the, the bias in me coming out right. uh, because he, mine too because I'm going to agree with you. Me. Uh, but you know, when, when the, the Oilers were sold and moved to Tennessee, Mm -hmm. I, I became a Titans fan for a little while because it was the team that I was watching already. Right. You know, the Steve Young, Eddie George, all those. and I was from
0: Tennessee and now the team that I, it was Warren moon and, and the rivalry with teams, something about the AFC attracted me. I love the Oilers versus the Raiders and the Oilers versus Kansas city and yes.
1: You know, so um I, I I was a Titans fan there for a while. I, I have a Javon Kirsch jersey down in Beast. my yeah, it, it's down in my closet. Right. It's sitting next to my uh Deshaun Watson, JJ Watt and DeAndre Hopkins jersey right. who all don't play for the Texans anymore either. Mm-hmm. Uh but so when they announced uh that the, the Texans, that Houston was getting a new franchise and, uh, you know, uh, Mr. McNair brought the Texans to Houston. I was like, right. you know what, it's, this is the team that I, I grew up on, but that's home. Uh, right. it, and I instantly became a Texans fan. And yeah, resonated
0: instantly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, it, I mean, we had terrible teams forever. We you know, we played with
0: a quarterback that I can't even remember his name. I just remember we called him Clipboard Jesus, so definitely
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean uh there there are times that I hate the Titans. Uh of and course. it's not well and it's not for what they do on the field. There's times <laughs> that I hate the Titans and I'm a big fan. <laughs> so but it's not for what they've done on the field. No, right. Uh it's it's always for the fans mm-hmm. uh and, and i think that that fans can sometimes take stuff too far yes uh, and, and and i say that because it i have talked to people that are fans of certain teams and they're like you know we are gonna do this and we are gonna do that and i'm like when the fuck do you suit up like, you suit up yeah yeah i guess a little ridiculous that's
0: like I said, you that's know. part of the fun in college football that I have is they, you know, you'd, you, I can understand if you had a family member that played for the team, why you'd be, have that kind of emotional connection. If you had played for the team, there's a million reasons, but you don't have one out of the million. So, like, just right. let it go. At the end of the day, it's fun. It should be fun. It's just for our enjoyment, for our entertainment.
1: Yeah. This guy's playing a game. Exactly. You know, I mean, I'm, uh, if, if, while we're talking about sports, you know, I'm a, Texas Longhorn fan, uh, basketball, football, you name it, I watch uh, on the Longhorns. I'm a Houston Rockets fan, a Houston Astros fan, and a Houston Texans fan. Uh, and But above that, I do enjoy watching football. So if my team isn't on, I will find myself putting other games on uh-huh. uh, and, and watching. Yeah, so.
0: I I can do that, but I, I I used to tell people I'm not so much a pro football fan as I'm a Titans fan. I don't I don't watch a lot of other games unless I can rationalize a, a reason to do it. Like maybe Pittsburgh beat us this week and they're playing somebody, so I want them to get their ass whooped. So I will oh, watch yeah. that game. One of those top things, but. Uh, for, for me, both playing and watching organized sports, for me, it was always more the, the single person sports, both uh, participating in and, and watching that I've been a bigger fan of the MMA, the boxing, the, the pro wrestling, uh, just about any combat sport, really. So, um, I, out of I those, have... what
1: is your favorite? I don't know that I can say I have a favorite because I've recently over the last, uh, several years gotten into motorsports. Um, uh, I, I, I really enjoy rally cross racing, uh, formula one racing. Uh, I, I just recently got into MotoGP about mm-hmm. halfway through this season. Um, uh, so there's, that that I'm now interested in too. Now interested in this, um,
0: your your attention. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's, it's funny. Those some of those are too. There's there's certain sports that I call TV sports, and there's certain sports that I call live sports. Yes. And there's certain sports that it, anytime I had a chance, I would go to live, but I might not not necessarily watch on TV. Uh, uh, some of those, for example, are hockey. Live is is different. Uh, and the motorsports, that's the other thing we were just talking about. Uh, some of the things I do watch on television, I, not the NASCAR so much, but live now, I'll go to a NASCAR race with you anytime you want to go. Uh, I'm more into, like you said, like the Formula One. I want to see more of a variety in the tracks
1: than just the... I, I, I'm not a huge fan of... From TV. The, right. Well, I, I'm not a huge fan of the ovals. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, is, it is what... Uh, it would be
0: live because, you know, it's fast, it's...
1: You know, yeah. when are flashing, there's alcohol, stuff like that. It's it's a great experience, but uh, it's a buddy, TV for me. Right. A, a buddy of mine oh, uh, ha, has been trying to get me yeah. to go to a NASCAR race with him for a couple of yeah, years God, now. I so, uh, yeah. And I, I, I just I've never really enjoyed NASCAR racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I quit watching it when uh, Earnhardt Sr. died yeah uh, i used to I used to watch it a good bit before then uh but when senior died, I was like, You know what um man it's it's gonna be hard to replace that guy yeah and, even then it was a back and what I call my back and forth sports
0: like there's certain sports that I can watch for moments at a time, but I can't sit and watch a whole game and NASCAR right. and baseballs are are one of those or both of those now, see, I, I, I can
1: the, I can watch a whole baseball game yeah uh, I really now baseball is one of those um, sports you have to see live because yeah. there's so much other stuff going Nothing on and, like yeah. in between in between innings uh, yeah. and, and stuff like that. They do all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's one that I think you would enjoy live as opposed to on TV. But. Yeah, I, I used to
0: watch it regularly, but that was back when Chipper Jones was playing, so if that tells you anything, it's been a year or two since I've really kept up with it. Yeah, um, If I kept up with it now, it'd just be because I wanted to be a team that was opposed to uh, the Cincinnati Reds simply because Josh Stone likes Cincinnati Reds. Shout out to Josh Stone, uh, who's also a Florida State fan. And who does that? See, you're a logical guy. You like Houston this, Houston That's This dude, he likes, he likes Cincinnati Reds. He likes, he likes Florida State Seminole's like, you know, make up your man, are you Northern, you Southern. Like, are you confused? Are you, what's going on I, with Jack Stone? Do we, can we figure this out? Oh, can no, no, no. no. Hold on. I,
1: I, Stone? I, I, I'm going to do you one better. Okay. Uh, Talon, I, I love him to death. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. But I think, I, I I tell him this all the time. I, I think uh-huh. he threw a dart at a map when he was choosing his teams because He's a Miami Dolphins fan. Oh, no. He's a Miami Hurricanes fan, so we're good there. Okay, yeah. Two two for two there. Then he's
0: Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, he went all the way up to Tennessee. Okay. The L.A. He Kings said. for hockey. Okay, three states. Three states, four cities.
1: It's starting to like, spread out. Yeah, I'm like, man, what did you do? <laughs> did you put a blindfold on and throw a dart?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I, I'm
1: not, Oh, and he's, I'm not, he's I don't think
0: anybody for being a fan for any reason. No, which just reason, no, 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 no. of course. But yeah. uh, I like to make fun of people who, you know, it's like, did you like the
1: color of their uniforms? Yeah. Like what? You know, the Now, Talon will tell you that uh, how he became an L.A. Kings fan. Uh, it, it it really it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was playing a, a video game and um, their jerseys were purple. Mm -hmm. At the time, he's a huge fan of purple, right? Uh, And so, there was a game, it was a hockey game, and it was before they put like team names and stuff that Mm -hmm. he played as the purple team. And he was watching TV one day, the Kings were on, they had purple jerseys, and he was like, Okay, that's my team. Yeah, makes sense to me. Because but,
0: something resonated and it drew him to it, and it's a childhood mm-hmm. thing now. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: uh, but I always make fun of them because it's it's Miami Dolphins, Miami Hurricanes, Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, L.A. Kings. And I'm like, man, what can, can you not stick to a state? I always felt that I, I've resisted most kinds of peer pressure
0: in my life. But the one kind of peer pressure I've tried to adhere to is I've tried to pick favorite teams in every sport But if I'm really honest with myself, for the most part, there's a lot of teams that interest me for different reasons in different sports. Like, again, when I was a kid growing up, what got me into basketball was being friends with this. They were super obsessed Celtic fans, and it was back when, you know, you had the big Celtics-Lakers rivalry. Yes. That's what – and then, you know, I learned about Michael Jordan, and it dealt me – what do you think's missing from sports today that, that people are lacking, being able to resonate like they used to back in the day? Why is some of the emotion missing?
1: Social media. Social media. I, 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 I 100% like social media is good and bad at the same time uh, because I, I say that Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player to play. Right. Uh, and the reason I say that is because he transcended the game in a time that. And in a way that people don't understand that weren't there. Mm. You know. Yeah, uh,
0: packs.
1: Now you have packs. guys like LeBron yeah. James and Steph Curry who
0: are major
1: four. stars today. Right. But would, would they be as well known and major. No, this will
0: work. Uh, nice. Just
1: Sorry about that. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, but would they be as well known and major stars today without the advent of social media? Because yeah, yeah. They can they can get on, you know, Facebook. And similar Twitter. to pro wrestling nowadays, where I've literally heard
0: guys bring up to promoters, but I got so many Twitter followers. He's like, well, how many of them are there
1: tonight? So i I have actually heard the the opposite of that where a promoter would say, how many Twitter followers do you have? If you don't have X amount of Twitter followers, right. we can't use you on this show because we're trying to reach a broader audience. And I get the theory behind that. right? But, but in the same sense, how many of those Twitter followers are at that show? How good is um, this show
0: going to be if, yeah, like you said, if the, the show has two people in the crowd, as we saw with the pandemic, even though some enjoyed it, it lost me totally. Like, pro wrestling to me, I'm sorry, without the crowd. Some of the theatrical stuff was nice, but the, yeah. the dome thing stuff, I just, like, I literally stopped watching the whole pandemic until there was a crowd again. Yeah. Not, not the guys from the back cheering, but an actual crowd. Because to me, the crowd's always been as an important part of the show as the rest of the show is. It's the one part that's left out and not given credit for, like, you know, the referee, the wrestler's you know, some wrestlers obviously have an ego. You wouldn't be in there. There's a little bit of one, but there's so many right. components to wrestling show to, that makes it successful. That's more than just the wrestlers. And that's part of it. You got the third man in the ring and we know having a shitty referee, what the difference is and whether you can have a good match or not. Oh, a lot of yeah, times right. and the crowd's the same way. It's easier to have a good match in front of a good crowd than a bad
1: one. Right. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, so, uh, I, I will never talk shit about uh, any any wrestling promoter who right. who says you know you need X amount of Twitter followers to be booked. But on the the flip side of that, I, I want to know if you were running any other sport, right? Do you pick LeBron James because he's the Best basketball player currently playing, or do you pick LeBron James because he has a million Twitter followers? Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, even though, even even in
0: that situation, you want that. Even though it would correlate more in that situation by far than it would in this situation. Right. So which is even less so. So it's just yeah, it's one of those things to where I, I get it. You want to have, if you want to have a presence on social media, your organization should have a presence. Too many times, God knows I'm a talent, all about talent. But if you're a promoter, you you got to promote your show. Right. You need to watch my show versus all these other shows
1: because. Now, sometimes that has to do with talent, but good crowds is part of it, right? Uh, Exactly. But I also, so I'm that weird person um, who also believes that uh, you as a talent Mm -hmm. should also be a promoter. Yes, you need to promote yourself. Uh, you had to do course. that because you were the
0: only person like, you know, all your funds didn't even necessarily come from the match. Um, you know, a lot of it came from selling T-shirts and, and, and some things like that. And to do that, you got to do what? You got to promote it for yourself. Why yeah. is it today? Guys aren't doing promos or promoting themselves. I'm an old school dude. And I to promote myself on Facebook. I got a Facebook page. I do it on here. I do. I do promos. What do you think's lost that they don't feel like they need to do that? You think that's why some of the connection is lost between fans and stuff because they don't?
1: I, I that's a possibility. I have noticed that a lot of people are doing more promos now than they were four or five years ago. Right. Um, and, and it seems like the promos have gotten a little longer, mm-hmm. uh, and and they're not as generic. Used to when when we were coming up, and I'm sure you you've heard the promo. Hey, on Saturday night, October the third, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be in uh, Waukeechi, California, and I'm gonna wrestle Jerry Anderson, and I'm gonna beat his ass. Right, right. Now the these these wrestlers have taken that further, and yeah. they're not just doing the the quote unquote generic promo. Right. Uh, you know some of the some of the funnest promos that that Talon and I ever done were were these uh, promos where we were kind of just making fun of ourselves or our opponents. Mm-hmm. You know uh, while getting them over. We did this one where we um, we did a promo and we were wrestling this team called the Wild Wolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, they're a really good tag team, uh, in, in Northern Tennessee, North, uh, West Tennessee. Uh, and, and they're really good, but we mm-hmm. did this promo where, uh, talent walks into a room and I come off camera or yeah. come from off camera. And I'm like, he he's on the phone. And I'm like, Hey man, you've you been on, um, you've been on social media today, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok uh stitcher you know i'm starting to name all these things right right no 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 why i was like man you know next saturday night we got the wolves at you know this wrestling organization and he's like the wolves man i didn't know davy edward or uh davy richards and eddie edwards got back together and you see my face and i'm like no 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 talent talent he's like man i gotta call my mama back and i'm like no 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 you don't understand not those wolves He's right. like, not those, whatever, what other wolves are there? I was like, man, the wild wolves, young upcoming tag team, you know, killing it in the ring uh, and all that. And he was like, oh, okay. And he, he just walks off like talent Saturday. You, you going to be there? He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. You know? But it's it's fun. You get the point across. It's fun. It's a little more
0: organic. And to me, promos, even those style or these styles, the key you get your you get your your personality over. That's really when your personality shines. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and so we were doing that right before. The you make people want to come show. see you, right? That's that's what you're doing is promoting yourself and this brand. People don't understand that sometimes. I think that that's at its simplest level, that's what you're doing. And that's what your focus needs to be on is you need to create a situation where people watch that and go, I want to go see these guys wrestle with this guy,
1: this place they're talking about. Right. Uh, and I, I'm sure you heard this a lot when you were coming up in the business because it, it was kind of drilled into my head.
0: Mm-hmm. If you're not
1: having fun, don't do it. Uh, right. and, and so we had kind of lost that that itch of, of having fun. Right. Uh, so we kind of, I mean, we were still chip and Talon, and our tag team was called the movement. Right. And, and we were kind of on this. Our, our, our goal was to revitalize tag team wrestling and all that because there for the longest tag team wrestling was dead, man. And, and from a promoter standpoint,
0: I finally understand it financially because In their mind, they're having to pay twice as much for two tag teams. But isn't there a way to. There's got to be a way because as a fan, again, growing up, tag team wrestling is what I. To this day, that's what I'm a fan of. Exactly. There's an FTR Rock and Roll Express match coming up, and that's the most excited I've been over a match in a
1: long time. Dude, it's probably the Virus Rawhead Rex match. Speaking of Rawhead Rex. Exactly. That match, I, I. but the, the, the FTR Rock and Roll Express match, like I actually have contemplated going, like driving to North Carolina just to see that match. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been in the ring with Ricky and Robert. I, I've been in the ring with uh, FTR mm-hmm. uh, in, in singles competition. And it's like, man, I these two teams are, the you're styles complement each
0: other so well. Yeah, like it's it's going to be
1: well. Yeah, that it's, it's and great. Rick, Ricky and Robert have really revitalized their career. You know, at at sixty, I, I think their matches are still as good today as they were. And he's yeah, he's sixty five, dude, and they're doing things like uh, every once in a while you'll see Ricky bust out a Canadian destroyer, and you're like, yes, at sixty five, why are still you doing this? Yes, they and, um. Not quite 50, and there's things like that I don't do anymore. Right, and you can see it when they're in the ring and when they cut their promos, they're mm-hmm. having fun. Yes, and, and see that's the fashion. What, yeah, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I, I walked away from, from wrestling uh, almost two years ago now. Yeah. Uh, for, for multiple reasons, I wasn't having fun anymore uh it was getting hard to tell my kids you know i'd be packing my bag to get ready to go to a show and they'd come up to me and say daddy can we go to the zoo can we go to the park and play and and then to look at them and have to say no daddy's got this other thing you know Mm -hmm. and it just hit me one day that man that's that's not important right this is mm-hmm. and it goes back to that time i was mm-hmm. taking time away from them that they would never get back and i would never get right. back. right and and now i spend almost every waking minute if i'm not at work i'm with my kids you yeah know? uh and then you know once they go to bed i come to my office which is where i'm sitting now yeah, uh, and work on podcasting stuff and everything for a couple of hours, and mm-hmm. then I go and spend time with Jesse. Um, right. We, you know, we watch TV movies for a couple hours before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like you said, time is the most precious thing that you could give anybody. Right. Uh, and and I want my I want my kids to know that I don't ever want them to look back and say. You know, daddy wasn't there.
0: I was having a conversation with Jen earlier where we we're talking about um, how interested or how vested someone is in you will be shown through both time and effort. So sometimes you like don't really realize that you're not given the time and effort that you need to give somebody. And that's a good wake up call when it happens earlier than later. So it's not a thing. It's a regret. It's not something they're grown and you're looking back going, God, I wish I had noticed. So right. what a great thing that you noticed earlier in time within yourself, you became aware of it, uh, which is all we're, we're trying to do at the end of the day is to become aware and become, like I said, better people, more productive members
1: of society, make or break some curses, things like that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, for me, I, I didn't want to be laying on my deathbed and, and thinking to myself, man, I, I wish I had more time to do this or more time to spend my kids. i mean i'm gonna do that but in the end at the, the 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 route that i'm on now i'm gonna know that i spent as much time as humanly possible with them that i could yeah. and they're never when when i'm you know dead and gone they're not gonna look back and be like Damn! I wish my dad would have done this with me, or I wish Daddy would have done that with me, because we've done it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: other. So, do
0: you think there's ever going to be a time as I get older that you you'll return back to wrestling, or do you think that's
1: just a past chapter in your life now? Um, I I can't say for sure. Um, it, it's one of those... wrestlers can never say they
0: retire, and they can never say I'm done, right? Even if right. they are, they can't because they are thirty
1: times, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I, I can't say for sure. There might be a point where they look at me and say, Daddy, you remember that thing you used to do? Can we go do that? And I'm gonna have to, you know, dig through the uh, that's
0: when it re-sparks because you're sort of like Christmas, you're living vicariously through them at that time. Like, exactly. when I still do it, it's because well, I'm
1: just waiting for here. It?
0: Because, because, sorry, well, there's a watch lot watch of you. reason. There's a, there is Joe, Joe, who watched me wow. when he was younger, doesn't have memories. My grandson, yeah, doesn't, you know, have memories. And, and now here's an opportunity for him to come see me as an older kid who's going to remember it now. Which is when Saturday, which Go is Saturday. Oh, hit In me with Pop- the promo. Hill, Tennessee. That's. Eight o'clock central time. No, seven. <laughs> seven central. It's seven eight o'clock past time. I'm not good with math, okay? I just beat people up. It's what I do. But yeah, that, and you never know with, with, you know, I know, I don't know when either my day final match is going to be. Like, I can't say I got two more in me. I got one more in me. Every one at this point could be the last one, though. So if, if you've been a fan and want to get a chance to see me before I'm done, or you haven't got to see me, Now's the time to do it. I promise if nothing else, I'm going to entertain you. That, and that's that's the thing
1: as, as pro wrestlers, uh, it it is our job. The, the, the best thing about wrestling I, I learned was the kids. Yes. Um, I, I can remember to this day, uh, Wrestling and after the match, having a kid walk up to me and say, hey, that was really cool. I want to do that just like you when I get older. That first time a kid asked for an
0: autograph. Oh, my God. Like. Sorry. We have some breaking news. Hang on just a second. We have breaking news, uh, sir. Colorado truck driver that got the 110 years for Uh that pileup has now been sentenced to 10 years. So his sentence, if you've heard about that on the news, has been reduced from what was the original one hundred and ten years. One hundred and ten years to ten years.
1: Um, talk about social media. Um, yes. Um. I also. So I, I I've been following that case uh, mm-hmm. since, since it's the the hot topic now. Right. Um. I've been following that case and uh, I'm not positive he should even get ten years. Right. Uh. Cause what would you do? Well, the, I'd flip the, the fuck out. I don't know what I'd do. Right, yeah, that's true. Right. Too. But also, like, if you you heard anything about that, they said that the, the brakes on the truck went out. That's mm-hmm. to no fault of his. Right. Uh, unless he was an owner-operator, mm-hmm. then he should have yeah. checked his brakes. I mean, he still should check his brakes. I, I checked right. mine, you know. But as well, we know, with, with cars and technology, sometimes ramps. you'll check it and, and things are good.
0: Yeah. And, and then things happen where they go out. For example, Jen and I the other day were going down a hill and she hit the brakes and it started sliding like we had no brakes and we've had no problem since. Right. So if we were in a wreck just then, we would not be lying to say our brakes went out because they did. It doesn't mean that. But she, like she was saying, I think a lot of the gripe was that he didn't go off onto one of those side things. But I'm thinking, I don't know if people have been under survival arousal syndrome where things are happening and your adrenaline is rushing like that. But it's yeah. sometimes it's really tough to make small motor movements. Forget about mental decisions, even small motor movements. In a big-ass truck? In a big-ass no. truck, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not so, a truck driver,
1: so I'm speaking out of my ass. But Right. I, I'm thoroughly that his sentence was reduced. Uh, and was well. I, I think 110 years. Uh, I get it was, was state law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, <coughs> 11, 10 years was way overboard. Uh, yeah, especially when we have uh, famous people. We'll, we'll say um, who do the same thing and just oh, get yeah. a slap on the wrist why yeah. why is that this guy who was a relative nobody to anybody other than his friends and family got 110 years yeah but then you have um other people who do the same thing uh you know get behind the the wheel drinking and driving and kill somebody and they're like hey don't do that again yeah um, don't do that again you know, right be, because they make a million dollars a year to play football or basketball or baseball or what whatever kind of, they do. Yeah. How does that make them uh, better than me? And why should I get more of a sentence than they do? Right. Yeah.
0: It, it, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, I've said a lot of times, all of our laws aren't necessarily just like certain things are legal. They're not ethical. Certain, there are certain laws that just because legality to me does not equal morality. It's, those are two different things. Um, yes. Yes legality is something man decided, right? Yeah. Um, so to me, man is fallible. So we're going to be wrong sometimes. And if we're not open to admit that, then I think that's the problem with a lot of things, including how we treat history. That's why we don't have a real history for America, right? Because we wanted to rewrite it with, you know, our side being the face and not the, the heel from the situation.
1: So, so there, there's the, the uh, I won't say it's a theory, but uh for lack of a better term uh currently there's this theory that history is written written by the winners right Mm -hmm. yeah um so because uh, america has been the winners for so long like that that's the history we know no but to somebody else our history is the complete opposite Mm -hmm. you know and I don't want the good, bad, and the ugly.
0: I just want the truth. Period. And because we can't not repeat mistakes, and re- or re- we cannot stop repeating mistakes and learn from our history if we don't even know what real history is, or we try to take real history and say it's not real history. That happens a lot too. Like mm-hmm. there are people who are alive and at these events that people try to say aren't true, and it's like it just blows my
1: mind. It's like, come on, right. bro. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. It's not like uh, Columbus
0: where no, nobody that was alive then can come back and go, yeah, he was like this or like that. This is events that have happened within a generation where people can pass it along. But still, there's yeah. people that's like, no, that didn't happen. Yeah. What makes you believe that? Because probably right. a meme on Facebook more than likely.
1: <laughs> mm, again, that goes back to the, the, the social media. Like I, I use all forms of social media. We're on it right around. now. We're live on YouTube. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I, I use all forms to to promote the podcast and, and upcoming events and all that, but at the same time, it you you have people who will blindly share uh, a meme about something and it they they have no idea what they're talking about and they're like, oh well, you know this, you know such and such on Facebook said that. It's cognitive
0: dissonance and it resonates somewhat with something you believe doesn't make it true. But today they people believe perspective or belief is automatically true because it's your perspective or belief. And it's not
1: right. Right.
0: You know, politics, religion, sports or how you eat your fucking hot dog. I've seen people grossed out and say you're a piece of shit. If you have mayonnaise on your hot dog, they just don't belong. I have seen that with ketchup. You know, the pineapple on pizza is a big, big debate. These are things that, that I know, I understand, like, we come from a tribal society. Oh, a baby, a lifestyle. Yeah, and we need, like, yeah, or, you know, your lifestyle. Like, we lead a different lifestyle than most people. And, and it's weird how, if it's not something that resonates with them, that it's automatically wrong or you shouldn't be doing it. Why do you think that is within us? Is that an ego thing or. A,
1: a lot of it. it there's no easy way to say this. A lot of it is based upon religion and, and religion that has been beat into our heads from such a young age. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and and by that, I mean, I I know people that are say that, that say uh, if you are in a relationship with another male, you being a male, (coughs) you know, that's, blasphemy uh or vice versa two women are together that's Mm -hmm. blasphemy And, and and they base it upon a religious belief um when when a lot of people don't realize that religion has changed over the years and if you've never done any research on religion or or the translation of the, the right.
0: Bible. Such as Leviticus is where a lot of people go to, but again, they're only taking out, they're taking out a couple of verses and they're not including the context of the,
1: the chapter, the everything around it. Right. Correct. Um, also. Uh, so, so, so being, I won't say I'm a religious person. I, I'm, I'm more of a spiritual person. Um, I, you know, I, I, go to church. I, I, I believe in God uh, which some people find odd that I, I, I believe in God, but I don't believe in ghosts. So, right. uh, you know, so the way that I was taught now in my family, I'll preface this with this in my family, my mom was Catholic. My dad was Baptist. One of my sisters is a holiness, you know? uh, So there, there are many different, religious beliefs in in even with the same right umbrella as Christianity right Uh, so I when I was growing up uh, I I, I grew up basically Southern Baptist Mm -hmm. um, because that living in Tennessee that was all I really knew Right. Uh, other than what, you know, my mom and and everybody taught me. Uh, but at what was I 15, 14 or 15, I want to say I, I started doing a lot of research right. uh, into other religions. Uh, and what a lot of people don't realize is that the Bible has been translated multiple times. That's why you have different versions. You have the King James version, the the NIV version or or whatnot. Um
0: King James is an interesting person. If you only know King James is the guy from the King James Bible, please do a little Google research on him and tell me what you come back with. I'm telling you, you're not <laughs> going to be sorry on this one.
1: So it this is this is something interesting and I think you'll find it interesting. Uh and I need to remember I, I can't remember the um the actual verse but the word fuck mm-hmm. is in the King James version of the Bible. It's an acronym. It means fornication under consent of the king. Yeah. um uh, and what when King James had the Bible translated from Hebrew uh for for his era, he had this added to the Bible so he could have more of a rule over his subjects. Um uh, so kind and of the it, way a
0: lot of religious leaders do today, right? They, again, use things that they know will resonate to gather up support for whatever.
1: Correct. Um, so <clears throat> when when you got married, you had to go to the king, King mm-hmm. James, and ask for permission to consummate your marriage. Right. If you were caught fucking... Mm-hmm. uh without his consent you were sentenced to death yeah so you had to go get permission from the king to fornicate right that's why it's fornication under consent of the king
0: right or 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 if it's a Van Halen al- album for unlawful carnal knowledge but still the same general idea right yes isn't it fascinating um, when it, when it, when it comes to those things too I, I like to do a lot of study everything from I like to go outside of it to study too. Like I've done a lot of research into the Apocrypha and and different things like that too, which is another whole, you know, probably episode. What do you believe there is truth in in most religions that, or do you, do you think one of them is finite? And, And if you do, is there a certain I, I, denomination that's fine not because even within the christian community you know how it goes if you if you're this you go to hell if you don't believe this way you go to hell so okay
1: so if 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 we're looking at at this in just a, a bubble okay. we'll, we'll call it right um if 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 you believe purely in just what the bible says mhm Anybody who is not Jewish is not going to heaven. Right. Um, and I don't I, I don't believe that is true. Uh I think the I think the most powerful verse in the Bible uh is John 3:16, and it says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever mm-hmm. believes in him shall have eternal life. Right. The, and the most powerful part of that is That whoever believes there's there's no asterisk and side note that says that whoever, as long as you. So it leads me
0: to a question. Uh, uh, Speaking of heaven and hell. Right. So for all those who believe not shall perish, not have everlasting life. It says you have everlasting life. It doesn't say that believing in him will get you anywhere. Right. Because certain denominations will say even the devil believes. So it takes more than that. So what do you think it is? And is there another place? Because if there's not an eternal, like a heaven and hell, is what, what else is there? Is there purgatory? Is there like what if if you have to believe to, to have eternal life, not even, it doesn't say heaven or hell, but if, if, if that's the groundwork to even to be eternal,
1: then what is not being eternal? See what I'm saying? You're right. Uh, and I think there's a fine line there. Right. When it comes down to it, uh, it, it's just it's it's a very thin line of the way. Maybe it's the way we define way you, the word "believe," right? Well, that and the way you interpret it
0: right. uh, is the it word "believe." I've never researched it, but what does "believe" mean in that context? Does it literally mean just "I think he's real," or is it there more to
1: it? It see. I, I tell a little story real quick okay uh my brother-in-law who is of the holiness belief and this isn't me talking down upon that religion or anything no. but uh different he, perspective right he uh the way they are taught is that uh a woman should never cut their hair okay mm-hmm. uh I- in the bible it, be in trouble well, it, it, so this is my mom. She always had yeah. shorter hair. Yeah. Uh, and and there were so many times that, that he would have this argument and say that she was going to hell because she cut her hair. Because in the Bible, it says that a woman's hair is her crown and glory. Mm-hmm. And the way they interpret that is that, that they should never cut their hair, dye their hair or anything like that. Um, however... uh the way that my mom believed and interpreted it is that it, it should be well taken care of clean and all that. And for her to be able to do that at her age, um, it, it needed to be shorter, be shorter you know, right. cause she couldn't, you know, brush hair all the way down past right. her ankles. Uh, you know, so there's that, uh, then you have tattoos. I have tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that, that they believe is that... No marking or scarring. Right. Um Because it says that the body is a temple, right? Mm-hmm. Uh But I would counter... Ain't, the, add, ain't them temples I, so much prettier when they're decorated, though? See, that's the thing. I, I would counter <laughs> that and say, yeah. find me a temple that doesn't have art though it's not in the Bible, if you'll look to
0: some early Christians, and I can't tell you at what point or what date because, again, I'm an idiot, so Google everything I ever talk about or, or, or say because I, I'm usually talking out of my ass. It's usually just perspective. <laughs> but the, talk about learning your train of thought, talking about what a dumbass I was. Uh, I became a dumbass and lost my train of thought. What was your the tattoos. And early Christians would – I can't remember how they did it, but they would put the mark – that's where the fish came from is they would draw it on the ground or they would have it on the wrist so when they shook hands that they would see that the other person was, well, they call it clasping of hands, but I, I imagine it kind of like shaking hands. Yeah. That, that they would have the fish emblem somehow on them and they would be like, oh, you're kind of uh, 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 one of us as well. Do you know anything about that or where that might've
1: came I, from or started? I I don't know where it started, but I, I have heard that. I, I will say that in the book of Revelations, um, it, it does say – uh, this is in the Bible, right? So, uh, it does say that when he comes back, branded on his thigh, we'll say Lord of Lord and Kings of King of Kings. Right. Uh, now I could, I could interpret that as a tattoo. Right. Uh, it could just be, you know, uh, maybe it's a brand with a hot iron. I don't know. It's not up to me to interpret it that way. Right. Uh, but so it literally says that on his thigh, it will read Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a tattoo. Maybe right. it's not. Right. You know, Um. you know, so there's that. Uh, and then if we want to talk about, so you, you talked about in Leviticus, Leviticus is in the Old Testament, right? Old Testament, yes. Okay. So in the New Testament, uh, I would have to, to. Google it to give you the the book in verse. So so please, you know, do There's that. There's some research. theologians
0: right now that are just so mad at us. I'm just kidding. Theologians don't watch
1: this. Go ahead. <laughs> um, where uh, Jesus says that he, it's 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 basically, I, I can't, I don't know it word for word, but um, he he sets forth and he says, and these are the new commandments and the new laws mm-hmm. and those that are before are of the old world. Right. A new covenant
0: oh. for people who have been grafted in as a one plant is grafted to another into the kingdom of God through. So that's basically how we get around that. See, I get around this little YouTube thing by using this thing called Streamyard. Normally YouTube to go live, you got to have like a thousand subscribers. Well, I'm right. still working on my first 100 um, that's been the hardest thing for me to get, um, bar none, is, is actual super, subscribers. So if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and jump on there and subscribe. Give us a like. Uh, also, mm-hmm. Movement Radio.
1: Yeah, um, click, that, was, bell get, click, click that, that bell to get. Click that bell to
0: get. Yeah, click that bell. God, I get so so into promoting myself. Forget what the fuck the podcast is about.
1: Um, what
0: was talking about this time. Well, so um, I need Jesus to take the wheels. What
1: I need. <laughs> I know it's religion. And... So, yeah. so so in in, in the, the New Testament we were talking about yes, how, yes. how really. Jesus uh he, he brings forth he says, that's and says that these are the new commandments right and, right, and those right. of old uh should be forgotten. What what a lot of people don't know is that prior to Jesus uh being on this earth and uh Going around and teaching that eunuchs were not allowed into heaven. Did you right. know that? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I don't know why I know that, but I, I do know some random trivia like that that just pops in my brain. So, anybody that was castrated for any reason, any male that was castrated for any reason, uh, was not allowed into through the through the gates of heaven. So, married um, men
0: weren't allowed into heaven, is what you're telling me.
1: That's right. Uh <laughs> I mean uh, and unless you could get uh get them out of your wife's purse and glue them back on. Yeah. Uh but there there there's a story in the Bible where there's a eunuch that comes uh, Jesus is riding into town on a donkey and this mm-hmm. eunuch approaches him uh and and they have a conversation and um jesus says that from this day forth uh you will be allowed into you know the gates of heaven and from that day forth anybody that was castrated for any reason was allowed into the gates of heaven so uh the bible is split and you have people that it kind of we can relate this back to wrestling in a way you have like like i said people will argue over anything so yeah uh, you have those nice. that are old school nice. that Look it was. Uh, you have those that are old school that that believe that re- wrestling should be done this way and this way only. and you have right. you have uh, r- religious uh, people that believe that the Old Testament is mm-hmm. the way that we should live.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: then you have this newer breed, um, that believe that the New Testament from when Jesus uh, arrived on earth and began his teachings forward right. is and the way we, we should it. live.
0: Right. Uh,
1: so, I, I mean, w- which is right and which is wrong? Because there are a lot of things in the Old Testament mm-hmm. that still resonate to this day that we should follow you know no, what the funniest like. part about all this is, is we've had this really long
0: conversation about only really a couple of religious subjects and mm-hmm. we could literally do a podcast just on this subject there's so much material oh but when it breaks down to it regardless of whether it's christianity or something else really what buddha jesus everybody tells you do and jesus said this was his greatest commandment is basically just to what love and
1: be kind right Love one another. Is it us
0: that complicates things? Like even he says, you know, people say, "Why do you speak in parables?" Do you think it's because that's what we wanted? That's what we needed to hear in parables because that's the kind of people we are as humans. You know what I mean? Like
1: one hundred percent. I mean, humans have have complicated everything from the beginning of time, right? Um, right. But that's what we do. That's what makes us human. Human. because if we all believed the same thing or lived the same way, this would be a pretty boring ass place to live. It would uh, be, you know that that's why I I like to to think that each person is the artist of their own life. Yes, um, you're the
0: creator. You're the writer. You're the you're the actor. You're the director. Um, you choose your role. You choose your lines. Like it's I, I'm the same way. The world is but a stage.
1: Exactly. They
0: uh, it, it, It's funny how much certain things relate more than they're different, too, because how you can tie in things like religion, pro wrestling, again, hot dogs. And that's the kind of variety that you're going to get really on both of our shows. Like we've said that I we both do some niche things and we both do some similar things. So, if you like one of our shows, there's a chance you'll like the other one too and if there's something about our show you don't like, there's a good chance that maybe on the other one you'll like it better so definitely you want to watch i'm gonna this is my suggestion I'm gonna talk as a fan of movement radio now and not not as Jerry your friend and stuff, but the haunting ones are the ones that really get me hooked, like I started with the alphabet they go by the alphabet and yeah that's when you realize how much content you have too, which is nice in a day of people like Netflix putting out seven episodes and then you're done. Like, oh, you yeah. go listen to the haunting stuff all day. If I want to, if I'm going on a long walk, that's three hours. Then I got plenty of content. Um, so other than those, if you had to tell a person why they should come listen to movement radio, what would it be? What would you say from Chip Hazard?
1: Uh, I, I would say that, I- no matter no matter what there's something for you uh whether we do the hauntings of or we do um our series uh called rep rewind where we go back and review um hip-hop albums um or uh battle topics where uh, it's another hip-hop based thing but where we talk about um battle rap and why certain uh, (laughs) artists are better than other artists in our opinion and all that. Or you have our rock retrospective where we go through and do a, um, a retrospective on a, um, a a rock artist Mm -hmm. Um, or uh, we have the hauntings of, we have uh, are you ready for some football where we give you our weekly pro football picks Right. of who's gonna win what game and why. Uh or we have something about sports which we do in the off season of the NFL where uh we we literally talk about all the other sports. Oh, right. Um or uh man, it's so it's, much it's, it's hard to bring up. Yeah, it is that's what I say when
0: it's with when I say movement radio is something for everybody like that's And again, a lot of the things I say is like, I want people to understand, even if we weren't friends, like I, I know a lot of people that have podcasts, you know, some are better than others, but I'm truly a fan of movement radio and I'm truly a fan of, of yours and Talon's and, and Rogers. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping us up. I'm running out of time on my, on my feed here. We are actually at two hours and 38 minutes. It's been awesome. Uh, this is as close to what I would call a Joe Rogan episode as I've ever had. But oh, I feel man, like- as a matter of fact, phone. let me plug me in because I'm running out of power too on my laptop. Hang on just a second. <laughs> I know. That's, yeah, yeah. Because we do all this our, ourselves, folks. There's no directors or. I'm the technical guy. My wife's the technical girl. It's 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 all us. Yeah, um I
1: mean we're we're. Two hours and 38 minutes in, and I feel like I could talk another two hours and 38 I minutes really do. with you. It's, it's tough because Uh-oh.
0: most of my conversations have a na- natural progression where I feel like there's a place to wrap them up. And this, I haven't felt that. I've only had to look at the time and go, oh, my God, we've nearly gone three hours. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely going to have to bring this back. And before we go, um, we've talked about Talon a lot. He is definitely going to be on the show um, at some time. Um, I would love to have both of you guys on the show at the same time. Um, because there's so many things y'all do separately and together. And I want to be able to talk to each of you separately and, and get kind of a rundown. And then I want to talk to you together as, you know, the movement tag team, as the, you know, the host pair and as your background story of, of coming together and, and things so long. So definitely be looking for that. Can't remember. I'll, I'll, put some more dates out there. Talon's coming up. Uh, we got a lot of other great stuff coming up. Um, what does movement radio have coming up?
1: man we got a lot of stuff coming up honestly um uh, we've got a, a couple of more hauntings of episodes that we want to do um we want to do um hauntings of canada uh england stuff like that where we hit you know haunted places exactly. in the world right um we have that coming up well we've got a couple of rock retrospectives coming up um you know, weekly we got our. Are you ready for some football? Uh Our new episode is dropping tomorrow. No, Saturday, uh, Saturday, January first, twenty twenty two. That'll be our first episode of the year, which will be our week eighteen of the NFL season predictions. Um Not <laughs> You don't tell me, three, Ball. No, sorry. <laughs> No, I'm trying to think, uh, Who do you guys, who do you guys have this week? Um, Should we have guys, this week? Miami, you have the Dolphins uh yeah. and and if, if you want me to be honest, I think Miami's going to win that game. Um ah. uh, Here here is why. Here's why. Um cuz we lose to shitty teams really well. They well, they're not shitty. They're on a roll. Uh they're doing really well. They're just on the out skirts of a playoff berth mm-hmm. um, they started terrible and kind of fixed that really quickly yeah. um but I've said this uh I said this all last year and I've said it this year <laughs> uh the Tennessee Titans without Derrick Henry are a leaderless team and I know Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback but that whole offense runs through Derrick Henry mm-hmm. uh Deontay Foreman who is a f- former Uh, Texas Longhorns running back uh, when he came out of college. He was the number one running back in the world. And the Titans, Uh, not even
0: just Derrick Henry, we've suited up 89 guys. Like we have an
1: NFL record. Yeah. uh, We're playing
0: playing with the practice squad now, basically. like People say that we're legit playing with practice squad guys.
1: Right. Um, So defenses now know that even though Deontay Foreman is a good running back, he's not – the running back to Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry is going to mow a motherfucker over Deontay Foreman is not.
0: Well, you you, Um, I mean,
1: it's already changed. We saw week one
0: without Derrick Henry, they started changing how they were lining up. Right. Yeah. And stuff. So Um, I knew that was going to happen. I feel like they've done better than I expected though. If that makes sense. Oh, they've done much better. I really didn't think they'd be this successful and I didn't realize how Derrick Henry good he was until we're, God, how long has it been now? And he's still like the fifth, sixth leading rusher in the league. Like Exactly. Um
1: What do you hard. think would
0: happen right now, starting right now with a fully healthy Titans, including Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, our front four, like the whole, everybody back and 100% healthy.
1: That team, if it's 100% healthy all, all at the same time, is a very scary team. I think – I personally think that team could win the Super Bowl if everybody was healthy.
0: At least get to it, I believe, for sure.
1: Yeah. Do you think we play better when we're the underdog? Much better. Yeah. Much better. Um,
0: Because Frank such a good cousin. I feel like he keeps people even headed. So I wonder why we always had such success against – the best of teams and then, you know, 500 and
1: subpar 500 teams, we've always had so much damn trouble with. I, I think it's a mentality of um, this team is, is one of the pinnacle. Right. We have to prove that we can beat them. And then when right. you get a team uh like in previous two. years, right. the, the Bengals or – the Dolphins or or whatnot, who Pittsburgh. you know aren't really good, um, and they're like, oh, we can beat them. That's no no right. problem. So they go out there and kind of half-ass it. And I, I don't think that's just the Titans. I right. think that's a lot of teams. Um, you know, and they go out and they kind of half-ass it. But um, sometimes you
0: kind of need that underdog mentality to have yeah. the
1: fire, desire the. I think the I think you should always have that underdog mentality.
0: Yeah. There's a guy I, I follow a lot of fighters, and there's a new one up and coming that um, fights with Kevin Kennymore. He's out there training at Mayweather uh, right right now. But um, his name's Avis Martin, and he goes mm-hmm. by the, the underdog, uh, Avis Martin. And he told – I thought it was Avis Griffin. Yeah, Avis Griffin. And yeah. uh, he, Aston Martin is, you know – I <laughs> talking about Brad Martin. No, no Ashton Martin. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess, I don't know if he raps could be a rap name or just a, um, his boxing name. I, I don't know. It's, you know how we are as wrestlers, so I don't think nothing about it him being called both Asin Martin and uh, uh, Avis Griffin. Avis Griffin right. is you'll find him as under Facebook, but if you look up anything else, I think it's Avis Martin. Uh, or the, what I say? I Martin. sorry, dude. I'm slaughtering your name, man. Much love. Uh, much respect, he's really good, and uh, uh, I know, right? What the hell? Why was the hell was I even talking about him? Do you mm-hmm. even remember? I done not lost track now. <laughs> uh, uh, but great up and coming boxer training out of the uh, uh, Mayweather gym, and what, what were we talking about? Why did I bring him up? Under, underdogs, underdogs, yes. And he somebody was like, "Well, you're not because he's just so good. He's just wiping the floor with people and." Uh, a friend of mine said, you know, you're, you're not the underdog anymore. And he goes, no, that's my state of mind. That's who I am. I was exactly. like, I, I wish a young man just starting his journey is, is so mature. It's like, why can't we get some of these? Maybe that's why, cause he's still hungry. You know, he hadn't been spoiled by the money and the, the fame and the stuff yet. He's, he's right. He hadn't been broke down by that. Well, man, you got a lot of great stuff coming up. We got a lot of great stuff coming up. You mentioned maybe we we'll get together on a ghost hunt sometime. We got some ghost hunting stuff coming on. As a matter of fact, it's coming up soon. Is a paranormal, as <laughs> um, Chattanooga paranormal, uh, ghost investigations. Okay, what's uh, coming on from that. We'll be we'll be talking about that. And uh, uh, off air, I want to talk to you some more about the ghost hunting thing for a reason. We'll talk some more. Okay. about that and uh so I, I i would implore anybody if you're watching this and you haven't got a chance to watch chip show my wife's laughing hysterically i love what you do and i have no clue why i probably did or said something really stupid but we'll get to that in a minute but we both got a lot of great stuff coming up um you know you can find us everywhere youtube Every Anything that has anything to do with the podcast, you're going to find both Movement Radio and, and Chronic Conversations. Uh, what's the last thing you want to say before we wrap it up and get out of here, brother?
1: Um, as always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Uh, you can go there to watch um, our YouTube videos, listen to our podcast on whatever po- platform you want or directly from the website. You can uh, buy the merch there. Really nice um, merch. I've seen it live and in person.
0: Great hat. Yeah. I've seen the hat. I've seen the sweatshirt. I love the, the pullover. It's one of my favorites.
1: Yeah. Um. So I, I recommend anybody who is looking for anything Movement Radio related to to go to movementradio.us and check us out.
0: Well, man, there's so much I want to talk about. And I definitely want to uh, get you back on here for another episode. We had talked briefly before, and, and we'll talk some more about this possibly off air, too, is uh, a little side project we were working on. Um, about getting together maybe once a month, once every other month, and, and doing a, a, a podcast with you and I that would be like a joint production of both Movement Radio and um, Chronic Conversations. But I'll yeah. talk to you more about that later. I don't want to give anything away. We'll save that for surprises. There's all kinds of stuff. There, there There's stuff, if you need familiar stuff, you can find it on, on both, like you like the hauntings or the, the – the, Whatever, <laughs> my wife has died over here. It's if great. you're looking
1: for stuff, if you're looking for I stuff, did.
0: it's just stuff. It's yeah, it's 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 laid in. But yeah, if if there's any kind of subject you want to find, you you will find it uh, more likely on Movement Radio. Thanks everybody for watching. Thanks my wife, uh, beautiful, laughing co-host uh, Jen, for being on the show with us again. Uh, thanks for supper while y'all weren't watching. She made me a bacon sandwich that I gobbled down. It was amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, she takes care of me. Chip, thank you so much, man, for, for the last 20 years of your friendship, for for being my mentor in this, for being my friend, and and for being on the show. As I told you before, I'm going to go ahead and repeat it. Time is the most beautiful gift we have to give, and you gave me some of that, and I truly appreciate it and am grateful for it. Thanks, man.
1: The pleasure has been all mine. Thank you.
0: I had a great time. Say bye, baby. Bye. Love you, Chip. Love, love you, you. man. All right. I'm taking it out. There we go. Bye-bye, everybody!
1: Oh. <laughs> Look at all these people.